dog. Oh, <laughs> recording again. You ready? You're not even ready. Why are you not ready for? Why are you not ready? Why? 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 Why is he not ready? Why is he never ready for? I asked him if he was ready. He said, no, I'm not ready. Why are you not ready? He's just unprofessional. I think after 200 episodes, you'd be a little bit more 250 episodes. After those many episodes, I think you would be ready more, you know? Well, James, I'm not upset. Just fucking carry on, you fucking moron. Just disappointed. Carry on. Right? That I apologise to everybody. I'm going. That he's not ready. Don't go. He's gone. My name is James Rowlands. In 2015, I teamed up with my friend Dan White to create the Dubbing Our podcast. Since then, we have been giving you everything that's happened on the WWE Network. Now, in 2018, not only are we live for the big four events and every NXT takeover, but we celebrate 20 years since the birth of the Attitude Era. Plus, every month we'll bring you 205 Live, collections, new content, W pay-per-views and latest news on the WWE Network. Until we've watched everything, we are with you and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowland, and as always I'm joined by... Dan White. And today it's a WNR193, it's WWE vs. WCW, December 1998. Before we do anything, let's start with the alternate intro. I've been down this road, walking the line that's painted by pride. And I've made mistakes in my life that I, I just can't hide. But I believe I'm ready for what love has to bring. I've got myself together, now I'm ready to sing. I've been searching my soul... I know there's so much more to love. And now I know I can shine a light to find my way back. Oh, yeah, baby. I've gone too far, haven't I, Dan? That was Animate Bill. Now it's the intro. In 1998, WWE and WCW were locked in a ratings war. Their shows, Raw and Nitro, went head to head on Mondays. The dubs go back 20 years right in the middle of the battle. We've followed the war since the inception of Nitro, but now with Raw and WWF's attitude leading the way, WCW needed to fight back. The WNR podcast follows the war blow for blow and month to month. This is WWE versus WCW, the Monday Night Wars, December 1998. We have a five-point system as well. Which is match, promo, roster, rating and setting. So, your list of champions, before we start anything off, we'll go to the WF, and your hardcore champion is the big bossman. European champion is D-Lo. Your intercontinental champion is Ken Shamrock. The tag team champions are the New Age Outlaws. And your WWE champion is The Rock. The corporate champion. The corporate champion, indeed, and Shamrock and Bossman, all part of the corporation. We saw the formation of the corporation on last month's WWE vs. WCW. What about WCW? Well, the tag team champions, and you're not going to believe this, James, what? it is Rick Steiner and Judy Bagwell. Oh, my God. Judy Bagwell, one half of the tag team champions. I wonder why WCW were losing so much in the ratings. Well, 
Your TV champion was Conan again. Why were they losing so much in your the US, race world? Your US champion was the Canadian Bret Hart. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. Your cruiserweight champion was Billy Kidman. And your world heavyweight champion, the undefeated Goldberg. Well, just imagine, Dan, in over four years' time, both world champions would face, face off at Backlash 2003. So who would have thought? We talk about dream matches in 1998 right now, Goldberg and The Rock, and they would face off in just, under, in just over four years. Well, not only that, James, they would give us the best ever <laughs> phrase and saying on this podcast to date, kick out. Oh. Yeah, and when it, time comes around, we, we're watching that all over again. You can go back and listen to the archives of Backlash 2003. But let's start off with the WF today. And when we last left it, Vincent Mann was running wild. The corporation were going from strength to strength, and only a small band of degenerates, a redneck, and Mrs. Foley's baby boy offered any resistance. Our last episode was a UK special, and the first thing we are watching is a WWF event in London, and it is Capital <laughs> Carnage. Well, the JR and the King Owen commentary is December 6th, 1998. Uh, of course, we're in London Arena. Now, I haven't really heard of London Arena, have you, Dan? Like, no, out of all of it. Apparently, it was built in 19... Re-inva- re- renovated, even, in 1998, so when WWF had the show here, and it was closed in 2005 due to O2 just being kind of the best arena in London. Yes, the attendance was 10,441. Yeah, and that's not bad for, you know, a, a London show. The opening contest between Gangrel and Al Snow began with a mixture of head grapples and an arm bar. See what I did? They were head grapples. Uh, and Snow quickly clamped Gangrel and headbutted him before using Gangrel's legs to throw him over Snow's back. The first successful pin account came from a flying crossbody from Snow. The ensuring calm allowed Gangrel to perform a dive and take control. Yes, the brood came to ringside and distracted the referee, allowing Snow to use head on Gangrel, but it also gave Edge the opportunity to floor Snow with a missile dropkick, which gave the victory to Gangrel. Yeah. Uh, next match, LOD versus the Headbangers. Well, Droz soon tagged in Animal. Did we find out what happened with Hawk, by the way? Uh, we don't, but we do see him on, on Raw coming up. So hopefully we do find out this month. Well, Droz soon tagged in Animal, but the match suddenly ended when Animal was illegally double teamed. When the referee tried to push out the illegal man, Droz ran in, pushing Animal out of the ring to take his place. But before he could do anything, he was rolled up in a schoolboy pin by Mosh and lost the match. Despite Animal handling the headbangers quite well, more referees appeared when an impromptu fight broke out between Animal and Droz, Animal leaving the ring in disgust. Well, Goldust versus Val Venus, and Goldust began the match by dropping Val Venus onto the stool steps before taking him back in the ring to scoop slam him and then slap him in the face with height being thrown into the turnbuckle. Goldust did the same to Venus and gave him a clothesline to boot. As Goldust argued with the referee, Venus rolled him over for the pin and won. As Venus celebrated, Goldust took him from behind with a sit-out rear slam, then performed the Shattered Dreams for the pleasure of the audience. Well, after a clip of Vincent Mann's speech at Oxford and then a promo from McMahon and his followers about changes to the card, Xbox faced Rocket Triple H and the inclusion of Vinnie Jones as a special guest enforcer. Our next match is Tiger Ali Singh versus Edge. We've seen Edge come out here, cause part of the brood, but coming out through the crowd at this moment, going against Tiger Ali Singh. This is Tiger Ali Singh's last appearance at a WWF. Of either event or pay-per-view, we would not see him after this. You think of all the build-up we've had all this year. He's only had maybe two matches, if that. He's had his um, guy Babu by his corner. We're coming at edge and edge, you know, at this time, just making his way through. Starting the match off quickly, though. Well, Edge made his way through the crowd, and he's still got his jacket on, and this, ref- this match has started quickly. You talk about untapped potential here at this event. Someone like Edge would go on to become... You know, what was it, a 13-time world champion, 12-time? 11-time. 
Eleven time World Heavyweight Champion in Edge, you know, King of the Ring winner, War Raw Rumble winner, if I get the word. Multiple tag team champion winner. Without a doubt, you know, part of the brood at the moment, but we saw him being quite impressive at SummerSlam when he teamed up with Sable, so the crowd definitely liked the young man. Tiger came out here first and you know, if no one can really picture Tiger Ali Singh not in a racist way, but just Jinder Mahal's gimmick right now, coming out and having a go. <laughs> yes, the crowd. but in a, in a strapped singlet. <laughs> yes, he's Indian, of course, as a part. Oh, no, Jinder Mahal's Indian as well, isn't he? So He's not actually Indian. I don't think that, Both of these guys are born in Canada. So yeah. Jinder Mahal and Tiger Ali Singh are both kind of Canadian. And, of course, Edge, we know, is Canadian-made. But then, like, you know, you go from Tiger Ali Singh to Mohammed Hassan. You know, there's always a stereotypical Indian wrestler, and it's not a racist comment. It is, you know, it's... We're quite... Sorry to interrupt, but we're quite lucky now with the UK brands. And if they're kind of racist, stereotypical Englishman is going to go away for a while. Do you know what I mean? We had it with Barrett for a while, you know, turn their nose up at people. Gentleman Jack sometimes does it a little bit as well. But we kind of got more... We're harder now, if you know what I mean. We've kind of gone out of that stereotype and become part of it. A bit like, I guess, Canadians have been, you know, in that way for the past few years. They don't really get picked on as much, apart from if it's the young Americans, you know. But now Edge has got Tiger Ali Singh in an uncomfortable position. Oh, posts him on the ring post, straight in his smoke. Yeah, that's all right. Now Ali Singh's on his knees begging for forgiveness, but as he draws Edge in, just punches him to the face. Inverted atomic drop, clothesline down. Well, there's no doubt the roster in WF is getting a little bit bigger now with more people being involved. It's good to see Edge and Christian making their way here, you know, into the WF in 1998. A few were surprised about as Tiger Ali Singh gets missile drop kick. That's the move that finished off Al Snow earlier. Oh. But Singh, wisely enough, managing to get his foot on the bottom rope. And now Edge going to go up, looking to put away Tiger Ali Singh again. Cross body. Yeah, but gets caught by Singh. Power slam, Tiger Ali foot on the ropes. But gets the victory <laughs> over the world champion Edge. <laughs> this is my point. Edge loses to Tiger Ali Singh. Did we know this? I, I could barely remember it. But Tiger Ali Singh probably still talks about it to this day. But just proves a loss like that sometimes is not a problem if you're young. It's after a while, you know, when you have kind of reached that level. Well, like when you've reached the top of your pinnacle, you're the most protected man in WWE, then you get pinned by jo- Dolph Ziggler. Only so. because George Bush died. And now Edge is getting a little bit of papping Tiger. High back body drop. And they're going to clothesline him out of the ring. And job done there by Edge. But like I said, yeah, even a defeat, you can recover. Well, you know, he was defeated by a heelish Tiger Ali Singh. And, uh... Well, next match is Mark Mera and Jacqueline versus Christian and Sable. So now Christian's teaming up with Sable. <laughs> well, before the mix, Jacqueline attacked her partner, Mark Merrow, and had to be separated by referee Tim White. The match began with Christian hip-tossing and drop-kicking Merrow, from which he escaped with a tag, meaning that WWF Women's Champion Sable had to be tagged in. Yeah, Sable was tagged in without Jacqueline joining the match, to which she replied by forming a Sable bomb on the day's Merrow, but pulling Jacqueline into the ring over the top rope. Merrow tried to flee with Christian in pursuit, Meanwhile, Sable was kicking Jacqueline in the corner for... Oh, we're going we're to see it now. So kicking her in the corner, Irish whip, and Sable turned it around. Might be going for TKO. Gets the job done. Sable's very, very impressive here. If Sable's hair was a bit longer, she could be the white Bianca Belair. Yeah. Now, Dan, I'm going to sound a bit like you in the next bit, but this is a part, when I was a kid and I had the VHS tape of this, I couldn't believe my luck. You'll find out in just a second... Jacqueline's attacking Timmy White on his shoulders. And Sable 
pulls the T-shirt off Jacqueline, and Jacqueline's there and basically gives the crowd an eyeful, Dan. Jesus Christ. The nudity was not edited out on the VHS version. Why are we watching that version? <laughs> yeah. well, I've worn it out. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind, play, oh, yes. pause. Do you know pause is not great on VHS, but I did. I have seen them. <laughs> uh, you know, I got this when I was 12, 13, so my God, it was a real treat. One of my favourite moments in a pay-per-view ever, Jacqueline. And the other thing I really like about it is Jacqueline's face as well. It's just everything involved. It, it's something that I, I usually would have a go at, but I just got to be like, no, 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 I quite kind of like that. Well, the WF Intercontinental Championship match between Steve Blackman and began when he scoop slammed so up um, next, the Intercontinental Championship match, Steve Blackman versus Ken Shamrock. And it, repl- it began when Blackman scoop slammed Ken, but he replied with a spinning heel kick, a fast pace after early on. But the match saw a number of kicks and punch variations for both competitors until Shamrock slowed the match with a slam suplex that could not lay Blackman down for the pin. Despite many attempts from Blackman, Shamrock remained dominant on the match, keeping Blackman subdued in the corner with punches and then weakened him in a front face lock sleeper hold in the middle of the ring. Even when Blackman escaped it, he was still floored with a knee to the face. When Blackman managed to daze Shamrock, throwing him out of the ring, he baseball slid into Bossman's face, which he retaliated by striking with a nightstick when Blackman was back inside the ring. This allowed Shamrock to secure his ankle lock and make Blackman tap out. Up next is Triple H versus Jeff Jarrett, and yes, that's J E double F J A double R E double T. Triple H began dominating Jeff Jarrett, that's J E double F J A double R E double T, with basic wrestling headlocks and trying to pin his opponent after a spine buster. After Jarrett, that's J A R J A double R E double T, kicked out, he threw Triple H out of the ring, and then when he was back in the ring, choked Triple H on the bottom rope with Deborah aiding the effort. Triple H threw him out of the ring and went to continue his assault when Deborah made her presence known on the apron. China tried to intervene, but the referee disputed with her, and Deborah walked into the ring to distract Triple H with her sexuality as Jarrett brought a steel chair into the ring. But as Tim White tried to rid Deborah from the ring, China grabbed the chair out of Jarrett's hand. Triple H to use the pedigree to win the match. The WF Tag Team Championship match between D'Lo Brown. And Mark Henry versus the New Age Outlaws began when D'Lo threw Roadog around the ring, but Roadog replied with a series of punches and a single shaky knee drop. Brown recuperated outside of the ring with a pep talk for Mark Henry while Billy Gunn was tagged in on the opposing team. And then you get the Outlaws thing of Roadog worked on, then Gunn hot tag. Well, Gunn was able to pick Brown up for a pile driver, which he botched halfway between the traditional move and a pile driver face slam, but nevertheless pinned Brown afterwards. And then it's a WF Championship match between the two 26-year-olds. And it showcased X-Buck speed and agility as he reversed the Rock's Irish roots by jumping over him, flooring with a variety of kicks. At one point, the kicks came with such a flurry that in trying to back away from them, the Rock fell backwards through the ropes onto his face outside. Rockling grabbed the belt and tried to leave the match, but was met up the walkway by Triple H in China, who intimidated him back into the ring. As the fighting became fast and furious again... How <laughs> do you get it? Because the Rock was in Fast and Furious. <laughs> I was watching Fast Five, and do you know how wet The Rock is throughout that whole entire film? Wet? Uh, wet. No. He's, he, there's a scene where they're, they're in Brazil, yeah, so obviously it's hot. Vin Diesel's dry. Paul Walker's dry. Everyone else in that scene is dry, apart from The Rock, who is soaking wet. I don't know what the fuck that's all about. I'm going to tweet him. As the fighting became Fast and Furious again, referee Earl Hebner was taken out where he was taken out when he X-Pac was thrown... When 
X-Pac was thrown into him in the turnbuckle with referee down. Rock grabbed the WWF Championship belt, went to strike X-Pac. He ducked, though, and The Rock turned around and he was met by Triple H and X-Pac's European Championship belt. After referee slowly came to and counted the pin, Rock kicked out and escaped the ring to attack China. Triple H responded by kicking Rock to the floor where the referees did see, ending the match by disqualification. Rock was further attacked by the two DX members and even fellow corporation member Ken Shamrock could not save him. Now, two hours, ten, we're on to our main event. Chairman's getting a big response. So our main event is going to be Stone Cold versus Yantake versus Kane versus Mankind. And Vincent Mankind went out here. We saw what he said earlier at the Oxford University. And here comes Boss Man. He's going to do some hot time. So Briscoe is a special guest referee. Patterson's on the ring bell. No surprise. Shane McMahon's there. Vincent Man, Boss Man's here. He's the enforcer. Vinnie Jones coming out here. You slag. Vinnie, Vinnie Jones, Vinnie, Vinnie Jones. Vinnie, Vinnie Jones, Vinnie Jones. Yeah! See you, you slag. This is not Shah Samuels when he was young. This is Vinnie Jones. On the W website now, it says he's a star. But he's a soccer star. Paid for Wimbledon. So Vinnie Jones now taking his uh, jacket off and he means business. And Vincent Man doing a classic commentary, speaking outside of his mouth. I love it. Well, talking about that, Dan, what happened to JR during this show? <clears throat> well, Jim Ross suffered his second Bell's Palsy attack on air during this event. He did not officially call matches again for the WWE until the main event of when? WrestleMania 15. James, you have an encyclopedia-like knowledge. It's almost as if it was written in front of you. Boss Man's getting in Vinnie Jones' face. Oh! Just push Boss Man <laughs> out the ring. <laughs> Count him out, ref. We're going to have a new hardcore champion. Well, Vinnie Jones means business. But man's unhappy. Oh, boss man's furious. Vinnie Jones wants to fight. Oh, no. Briscoe's given <laughs> Vinnie Jones a red card. He sent him off. Well, Vinnie Jones is used to that. Doesn't he have, like, the fastest red card recorded in history? Yep. Vinnie Jones was dirty. When the ref checked on one side, Vinnie Jones was already running, blew the whistle just as he was about to cross the halfway line, took him out, gone done. Vinnie Jones is dirty. He wasn't a great football player. He just kicked people. Vincent Man waving Vinnie Jones goodbye. I mean, he lasted longer than he did in a football game. It's worthwhile all the shit matches on the undercard because you get to see Mankind, Austin, Undertaker and Kane in the main event, you know. The four men carrying this company. Yeah. See, and they go on about, like, you know, Oscar and Nakamura not being able to cut promos. This man hasn't spoken a fucking word since he joined over a year ago. No, I know. And these two men going at it already. Well, we're still waiting for the other two competitors. But Kane did have Paul Bearer by his side, the guy that could do promos, so... Exactly. Just give him... Well, the match has started. Undertaker's making his way out here. The lights <laughs> go dark. <laughs> Going to get the proper Undertaker entrance. Well, this is the dark Undertaker entrance. It's more ministry day by day. And I love this Undertaker's costume. My favourite Undertaker costume, this is. Don't get me wrong, I love the hat and everything like that, but it just looks cool. He's got everything figured out at the moment. Taking them a couple of years to sort the vest out. It's a proper attitude era. You've got Mankind of Kane fighting. I don't think he's making his way out. Just Austin's l- not even here. Yeah, yet. just wait for that pop. It's fucking hell. 10,000 people. I don't think he's in ring because he's had problems with Steve Austin. And oh my god, they're going to double team Mankind. Choke slam Mankind. But they, I don't think he's beaten Mankind up <laughs> so many times this year. Now Kane and Undertaker going at it. Austin's still not out here yet. Where's the glass? Well, Kane's sent over the ring, and there's a cheer. Austin comes down as he's taking his vest off. 
And Austin's here. Yantega's going to meet him. Now, Austin, Yantega, this way. Yantega knocks down Austin. Kane and Mankon going at it in the ring. Austin and Undertaker going at it in the aisle way. No DQ. No count out. There's got to be a winner. And even in an event where, you know, there's nothing really on the line in that way, there's still a story to be told. Man on commentary being upset. Treatment of Vinnie Jones just not wanting Austin to win. That storyline is still there, isn't it? You know, as we go on, it's never forgotten. And it makes the show more entertaining. I mean, WF is just so hot at the moment. Look at our British fans wearing a lot more wrestling-related T-shirts than the Americans at the moment. Yeah, and it seems like the um, the ring's actually on a, on a stage as well, about six inches up. And the Undertaker going to attack Mankind there. Kane's going after the Undertaker now. Austin and Mankind going at it. I mean, yeah, it's been these four guys, like you said, have been carrying the WF apart from Shawn Michaels. I think every pay-per-view has had one of these four guys involved in the main event. And only The Rock kind of broken through now, hasn't he, as the next kind of guy. There's no one underneath. Yeah, we might have seen Triple H, but Xbox has been getting more opportunities at the title than Triple H has recently. Yeah, yeah, but then, you know, you've also got the slowly but surely's. Don't call me Shirley. Don't call me Shirley. You've got, you know, Edge, Christian coming through that mix. You've got no one else, really. <laughs> no, no, not at the moment. It's weird how, you know, the actually, that's why WF's so hot, even though they're using the same kind of core guys, just different ways of telling the story. And McMahon would use himself as the kind of guy Austin would go for at the start of January and February until he turns attention to The Rock. Next one you could argue is Triple H, and that would be 99. And the Undertaker and Austin in the ring. And the Undertaker just showing fantastic athletic ability there. Taking Austin out with a clothesline. Go over the cover, but Austin kicks out. Oh. Chanting, you fat bastard, that Paul Bearer. <laughs> Again, hitting Austin with his shoe. Oh, my God. If the, if, well, if the shoe doesn't hurt, the smell will get him. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what happened last week on Raw. Was the man reminding us? Yeah, I mean... Paul Bear gets sent down to sewer, so I guess Undertaker managed to save him. They did try to kill Steve Austin last week, though, to be fair as well. Yeah. And a Lou Fez press and a pistol-like right hand. Fuck it, I'm going to do full JR. Hits the Austin elbow. going for a cover, but Kane breaking it up. So what is this match? What does the winner get from this match? I think it's just a fight. They will just dislike each other. Briscoe's not done a bad job. I'm going to... I don't really noticed him. So it's the first ever event on Sky Box Office, and... They were continually Sky's box office events from, I mean, this is 98 now, to about 2003. And then we would have Raw and SmackDown coming here every year from about 2005 onwards. So what was the last pay-per-view we had over in England? It would have been a rebellion. Might be Rebellion 2003, Edge and Les in the main event. Oh, look at this. Each man. So you had Undertaker choking out Mankind with a bit of cable. Then Kane choked out Undertaker with a bit of cable. Now Austin's choking out Kane with a bit of cable. Now, if it works, if it's effective, Mankind hit the Undertaker over the head with a microphone. And McMahon wants Mankind to get Austin. But Mankind's been screwed out of the WF title recently. Kane sends Austin to the ring post. McMahon is happy. <laughs> and the King's been a proper corporate commentator with man saying yeah get Austin get Austin and Joe just being a proper face I want Austin to win damn it well, I want the corporate to, corporation to win I want Austin to win and now the Undertaker but Kane hangs up the Undertaker crotches him 
And Kane Irish whipping back on the corner. He gets his boot up. Now Austin and uh, Mankind both working over Kane. Double Irish whip, double clothesline. <laughs> Mankind went for a hug. And now he wants a handshake. Shake his hand. Oh, no. Austin tells him he's number one and uh, kicks him in the midsection. Goes to throw him against the ropes. Austin ducks. Oh, looking for a stunner. We've got a mandible claw on Austin now. And that was a lovely reversal by Mankind. Credit to him. Uh-oh. Bun takes a goal to Mankind. Oh, Crunches my him on the God. ring post. And Mankind's back in the ring. Got Mr. Socko here. Oh, now he's joining <laughs> in, stomping away on Austin. To be fair, to be fair, Austin did attack Mankind first. I never thought we'd see these three guys teaming up. Well, we're not going to. The Brothers of Destruction both take out Mankind. Austin goes for a cover, but Kane breaks it up. Well, did Mankind join the corporate team then? Oh, I think he's got a chair. No, Kane's got the chair. They're going to spike Tombstone. Austin. Oh, my God. Picks him up. Oh, Mankind helping Austin now. Or saving Austin. I don't know. He just, I think Mankind just does what to... Now the Brothers of Destruction both working over Austin. Mankind's gone to get his own chair. Oh, chair to the gut. And then one to the back of the big red machine. Oh, fucking hell. Undertaker with an unprotected chair shot to the head of Mankind. That's it. And Austin with a shot, chair shot to the back of Undertaker. Briscoe going for the count one. I think Undertaker's shoulder was up there, so Briscoe didn't count. Briscoe's been great all throughout, so we can't argue there. Big boot knocks down Austin. Kane eliminates the Undertaker from the Royal Rumble. Yeah, but Taker lands on his feet, and now Kane's going to Irish it Austin. Oh, catch him by the throat, looking for a choke slam, but Undertaker, uh, Austin with a low blow. Uh, Undertaker Mankind fighting the outside, and Briscoe is distracted by that, I think. No, he's checking with a timekeeper to see if it's all right. Oh, now they're both arguing. Oh, no. Austin knocks out the ref. Briscoe's down. Undertaker's going to choke slam Austin. And Vince man is loving it at ringside. Undertaker to choke slam Kane. Hits him. Oh my god, the Undertaker's dominant. Going for the cover, but there's no referee. Shane's checking on Briscoe. Briscoe's down. Oh, Heavener made his way into the ring, but Mankind broke up the pin attempt. Austin going for a cover on Kane. Oh my god, Kane just sits up. Mankind's Undertaker on the outside now. Kane reversing Austin in the ring. Oh, God. Tombstone. Austin with a backslide. Hits the stunner. One, two, three. Austin gets the victory. Much to McMahon's uh, chagrin. Chagrin. Oh, my God. Briscoe just takes out Hebner. Austin <laughs> gives Briscoe a stunner. who sells it. Breaks his neck. Bossman's then getting in the ring. Going to attack Austin, is he? No, he's going to just make sure Briscoe's all right. Uh-oh. Vinny Jones has made his way out here. And what's he doing out here? Boss man. Oh, kicked him in the midsection. Oh, Vinny <laughs> Jones sets boss man up for a stunner. And now <laughs> Hebner starts booting away as well. Kicks boss man out of the ring. Tells him he's number one. <laughs> what? Who would have thought that? Hey, oh, Hebner, Steve Austin and Vinny Jones. Beat the shit out of the big boss man. Oh, my God. But man is furious. He is saving. <laughs> but, yeah, we are in the UK. And Austin 
has a last laugh here tonight. But how would Vince McMahon respond? Well, Austin, after a, a cold lager, he's not in America, he's having a lager, not a beer. And they're all going to share a beer. El Hebner, Vinnie Jones and Stone Cold Steve Austin. El Hebner's in the corner, drinking his beer. He's just nicking his beer. Well, it makes you feel good, though, for some reason, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? I don't know why. <laughs> El Hebner's just nicking it in the corner. <laughs> That was a very good show. You know, it was one that if I could have gone to any show in England, this probably would have been up there with it. Yeah, as aside from SummerSlam 92, you know, this is a show. You know, it's one of them ones that all the fans, I bet they went home smiling about it. You know, they got a good go-home factor. And, you know, it's just one that ends perfectly for them. Oh, Spurs shirt in the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Americans didn't have a fucking clue about this pay-per-view, but... For us, spending £20 on Skyboxes for, for the very first time, it would be worthwhile, even though nothing really was on the line, but it still sent you home happy, you know? And I think that's they what... saw Jacqueline's tits. <laughs> Don't forget that. Yeah, and Tiger and sing Beat Edge. So we did have a few that people can say, I was there when, as Austin celebrates at the end of uh, Capital Carnage. So how would Vincent Mann respond on Raw? Well, let's find out. So it's Raw, December the 7th, episode 289, and we're from New Haven, Connecticut. Raw begins with highlights from last week's show. It's Michael Cole and Jerry the King Lawler calling the action as JR's mother had just died. Yeah, or pulls the attack, but his mother had just died. Things were going, weren't going well for good old JR. Well, Triple H, X, Buck and China come out to the ring. Hunt called out the New Age Outlaws. The Outlaws then... And Triple H basically saying on the microphone that if the New Age Outlaws have been kind of hunted by the corporation re- recently, have sold out, then say it to them, have the balls to come out and say it to their face. So you're going to see what the Outlaws look like now. They come out wearing suits. Oh, no. Well, they don't look like degenerates. <laughs> Little balls of water. So that would mean the corporation would uh, would have the tag team champions as well. So the man behind all this, Vincent Mann, has got Shawn Michaels, the commissioner who sold out. We saw him sell out when he hit X-Park. And now the Outlaws have. The new corporate Outlaws. So not only have they got the European Championship, not they haven't, have they? Nah. They've got the Hardcore Championship, the Tag Team Championship, the World Tag Team Championship, the World Heavyweight Championship, and the Intercontinental it. Championship. So they nearly hold all the gold. And Triple H is not happy about this. Well, DX is now only him, X-Buck and China. Who do you think the founding father of DX actually is? China. <laughs> oh, that's man. a good shout, yeah. I think Michael's got a point. <laughs> I mean, Triple H did jump on the coattails of those friends, didn't he? I think Triple H has a point. <laughs> Why? He was carrying Shawn Michaels around when he ha- when he was carrying a belt that he didn't belong. Uh, this is good, but I mean, the misconception usually people think when Michaels got injured at WrestleMania, he never came back for four years, but he's, he's commissioner now, do you know what I mean? So this is happening week in, week out, and he's still featuring in 1999. Well, Triple H just told Michaels to suck it. Well, did Michaels have the last laugh then over Triple H? Dan, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I think Triple H is the one that's going to be standing tall after all this. I mean, you know, going against corporation, as it will. Corporation... Rarely comes out on top. Well, it's it's interesting to see McMahon at the moment. 
kind of holding all the marbles and having Shawn Michaels kind of figurehead the commission. The one guy you think about the attitude and the degenerate has now sold out. And it's it's weird to think that. And I, I love it, you know. You can see the tension between Triple H and Michaels. Maybe one day they'll have a match down the line, you know. You just don't know. So we've got the, uh, well, a tag team match made for later. Triple H and X-Pac going against Big Bossman and Ken Shamrock in an anything-goes match. And you heard Shawn Michaels say, if the New Age Outlaws happen to get involved, there's nothing they can do exactly. about it. And I really enjoyed it. I think it was a great opening segment that we saw on Monday Night Raw. We get highlights there from Sunday Night Heat of Gold Dust challenging Jeff Jarrett. That's J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T-T to a match. Relations are, if Gold Dust wins, Deborah gets nude. But if Jarrett wins, Gold Dust gets nude. I know who I want to win that match. Well, the first match of the night saw Dino Brown face off against Jeff Jarrett. That is J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T-T. It was a nothing match with a finish coming when Gold Dust came to ringside wearing only a trench coat. Deborah was on the ring apron attempting to distract D'Lo when Goldust distracted her, then flashed her, allowing D'Lo to score the pin on Jarrett. Pretty rubbish, Dan. Do you want to see the, the flashing? Oh, I'd love to see the flashing. Do you want to see Goldust? I want to see Goldust flash. <laughs> there uh, is nothing more than I love in a, than a man in a rain mac flashing. <laughs> I mean... T- and Deborah saying, well, is that it? There you go, Dan. Was, was it worth it? No. <laughs> no, it really wasn't, was it? Well, we get tag action next as Gangrel team with Edge to take on the Headbangers. This ended in a no contest when Luna ran out and attacked the Headbangers for cutting her hair last week. Tiger Ali, Singh, Babu and the Oddities then hit the ring and this turned into a free-for-all. Messy and rather pointless stuff, really. Backstage, we see Mankind talking to a stack of chairs. And after a commercial break, Vince, Shane and The Rock are talking to Paul Bearer. Bearer had to reassure them that The Undertaker could be trusted we then are shown highlights from Heat of Owen announcing he's coming out of retirement to face Steve Blackman at the next In Your House event. The returning Owen Hart then faced off against Goldust. This served no purpose other than furthering a feud with Jarrett. The end came when Jarrett and Deborah made their way out and Deborah wearing a trench coat of her own. Dan. Yes. What's going to happen next? Jarrett's going to get his dong out. <laughs> well, the returning Owen Hart here. And here comes Deborah. Well, that managed to spur Goldust on to get the victory. Yeah, she flashed Goldust, hoping to distract him, but it seemed to inspire him, and he rolled up own heart for the win. We're showing footage of the WWF's European tour, which led up to... The Godfather, and any team with Val Venus to face the Acolytes in a match that went to a no contest. This match was a complete waste of time, as they brought briefly at ringside before the ref called for the bell. Austin then made his way out to cut a promo. He began by talking about his upcoming In Your House match, he was then cut off by The Undertaker's music and his voice came over the sound system. Oh, so the music has come up and The Undertaker's going to come out. What's that coming down? What's that from the... Oh, my word. And it seems to be like a symbol or a, a crucifix of some sort. A satanic symbol. So he said on a journey to the highway to hell he learnt a few things and that his ministry will lead the way and he could take Austin's soul at any time. And he's going to put him on a ministry of darkness. He's going to be buried alive and burnt in hell. Oh, my God. That's the Undertaker symbol, and it's on fire. Oh, my goodness. And Austin looking on. He can't believe it. Well, the ministry of darkness, the Undertaker symbol, has just taken a, 
a dark turn on the way to the Buried Alive match between Austin and The Undertaker at rock bottom. And what a visual that is. WF stuff is just good at the moment, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> the, Aside from the, like, the, uh, the weird matches. Yeah. Yes, the large Undertaker symbol was lowered to the ground and went up in flames after The Undertaker's promo. Steve Blackman versus Tiger Rally Singh was next. Great. Incredibly, Blackman won this one with a kick to Tiger's gut. Afterwards, Blue Blazer ran out but tripped at the bottom. Blackman attacked him until Owen Hart hit the ring. It was another dud match, basically. We see a backstage shot of Mankind entering Austin's dressing room. Then Cole and Laura discuss the fact that Austin was featured in the latest edition of the Rolling Stones, Rolling Stone magazine. Mark Henry then faced off against Droz in singles action. Another dud affair. The finish came when China made her way out and nailed something to her, allowing Henry to hit a slam and a splash to pick up the victory. So we've got a huge main event in The Rock and The Undertaker versus Stone Cold and Mankind. But before that, we're getting... DX versus the corporation, basically, in Triple H and X-Park versus Bossman and Shamrock. In an anything-goes match. Apart from the pointless matches, I mean, the storyline does continue throughout the night, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? We are seeing that. Sets up at the start, which it always should. You get something, you know, the the hour, as the second hour begins. And you've got the hardcore champion, Big Bossman. Bossman. You've got uh, Triple H wearing some trunks. And Rock Bottom is live this Sunday, Dan. Rock's Bottom. We are going to see Rock's Bottom on Sunday. Uh, we've seen Mankind. Uh, we've seen uh, Gold Dust flashing. We've seen Deborah flashing. So seeing the Rock's Bottom is going to be nothing new for this show. Well, the hardcore champion and the intercontinental champion going up against DX. And what a formidable team this is. And the tag team champ to help the intercontinental champion and the hardcore champion well at the moment I don't think they need it you know we talk about how strong the corporation is and these two men here definitely got their eye on ending DX they can put out X-Puck then it's Triple H left alone so here we go we've got tag team action the corporation versus DX and unlike WSW they're actually giving us matches that we want to see DX are only small in number no one else is standing up to the corporation but X-Puck digging a big way then Bossman's got a nightstick. He said he could shove up his ass if he wants. He says he doesn't need the nightstick. He's going to go mano y mano. Oh, my God. Look at the power. The boss man He's going to serve hot time to X-Puck. Irish whip, but X-Puck and his speed and agility there. Spinning heel kick, taking Bossman down. Oh, go look to tag, tagging Triple H. Bossman moved out of the way. It's not going to stop the tag, though. Triple H said Bossman in turnbuckle and now starts with the right hands and the kicks. Isn't it mad that Triple H would be basically in a corporation of his own? Well, Triple H has only just recovered from that big knee injury just uh, he sustained at SummerSlam. Is that the McMahon Helms era? No, McMahon Helms era is later on. Only like five months later. you got the corporation, the corporate ministry, and then a couple of months, and then McMahon Helms era. And that kind of really, that's from 2000 onwards then. And then McMahon somehow sells out on the rock and then joins him. And then Stephanie and Shane turn on him and buy his WWW. <laughs> yeah, Triple H only recently returning from the injury sustained at SummerSlam. Kept him out of a lot of opportunities for the WF Championship, especially at Survivor Series when he was going to go up against The Rock. But he's back now and DX were split, really. The Outlaws have gone to the corporation. This is turning to an Anything Goes match, which it is anyway. It wasn't an Shut Anything Goes there. match, but Shamrock and Triple H are battling out on the uh, aisleway there. You've got man, uh, you've got X Pack and Boss Man. 
They're fighting at ringside. Bossman's just attempted to take X-Pac's head off with the steel steps. X-Pac moved out of the way. Bossman hit the ring post and then basically took himself out of commission. Triple H suplex Shamrock on the hard entranceway. Now finally getting back in the ring. And X-Pac and Triple H get the better of the corporation. Both going to work on Shamrock as Bossman's like, disposed of on the outside. Oh, no. Close on the corner by Triple H to Shamrock. Sets him up for the Bronco Buster. Bossman coming back in. The referee's telling Triple H to get out and wait for a tag, but it's an anything goes match, so he doesn't really need to. And what a shot by Bossman. They have something in his glove. Absolutely thwacked X Buck in the face. <clears throat> Powerbomb by Bossman. Goes for the cover. Oh, only getting a two count. Two. Boss man is not happy. Personal security, head of personal security for Vincent Mann. Now easily picking up X-Pac, slamming on that top rope. Now X-Pac gets his arm trapped between the top and second rope. Boss man just punching away at that. Some hard times for X-Pac. Hard time! And oh my god, look who's coming out. Extra Triple H is not happy. No, it's Shawn Michaels, Billy Gunn and the Road Dog. Look, Billy Gunn is wearing exactly what Michaels is wearing. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Gunn with his long hair tied back in a ponytail, telling Triple H to cut his hair. Well, we kept it short, haven't they? <clears throat> and X-Pac now has got such a big half. And back to you. Managing to get some separation from Bossman. Then calls a big boot to the face. Big boot man, he should be called. <laughs> Suited, though. Tags in the world's most dangerous man. The world's most dangerous intercontinental champion. Do you reckon, like, a qualification to be in DX, you have to have long hair? Yeah. <laughs> well, they are degenerates, aren't they? So, I suppose so, yeah. They couldn't be DX now. Well, they've, they've just got to get everything DX is about now. Shawn Michaels, Triple H have all got short hair. Yeah, Road Dog's got short Road hair Dog now. X-Pac's still got long hair. Yeah, but X-Pac's got a little dog with him as well, called China. Oh, my God, front face locked by Shamrock, just squeezing the life out of X-Pac. Lifting X-Pac off his knees. And Billy Gunn cheering on X-Pac. Well, it's working because X-Pac's fighting back against Shamrock until he runs into a kick from Ken. Now, again, front face lock. Shawn Michaels looking to whisper something to Billy Gunn, but I think he just licked his earlobe instead. <laughs> oh, X-Pac with a close on of Shamrock. Shamrock's in the wrong, uh, X-Pac's in the wrong part of town, but Bossman trying to hold on X-Pac's legs, preventing the tag. And Shamrock's going to get the ankle of X-Pac. Oh, gets caught with an insiguri, though. Can X-Pac get to Triple H for a tag? Boom. He makes it. Here comes Triple H, and he's on fire, baby. Now, Bossman comes in to join the melee, but he gets punched in the head, and Triple H is fighting his way out of everyone. Irish rip to Bossman. Big clothesline. Not the spit out of Bossman. Chant versus Irish rip. Lows his head low. Bang. Vintage Triple H. Knee to the jaw. Bossman in to break up the pin attempt, though. And Shawn Michaels directing traffic ringside. X-Buck in now. Oh, hell's breaking loose. And Michaels up the apron. Oh, low bridges X-Buck as he was thrown against the ropes from Bossman. Now both men are going to work over Triple H. That's two on one, and Michaels got the chair. Thrown it to Shamrock. Oh, and Billy Gunn stopping Shamrock. He wants to do it. He wants to take out Triple H. He wants to show he's part of the corporation. Oh, oh takes out Ken Shamrock in an amazing twist. A referee calls for the bell. Michaels can't believe it. They were DX all along. 
a shim sham and a hoodwink. They weren't in cahoots. They. This is all shenanigans. Sean Michaels is absolutely disgusted with what's transpired. He had no idea that the outlaws were still part of DX. And they're all telling HBK to suck it. So DX get one over on the corporation. And uh, look at DX now, all happy. Reunited Michaels can't believe he got hoodwinked by the outlaws. They are not going anywhere. They are DX. Yeah, and the crowd absolutely love the fact that DX are still standing tall. That's what you need. Strong baby faces for Hills. The tag team champions are staying in DX. Look at Mankind coming out. Is he smirking, Dan? No, James. He hasn't got a cigarette in his gob. He's got a smile on his face. I don't know what happened between him and Austin in that locker room, but I'm sure we'll find out soon. Well, yeah, maybe they got the plan for the main event here tonight. As we see a replay of Shamrock getting hit. <laughs> Square in the head. I don't want to see anybody getting out of suits anytime soon. Do you know what I mean? Austin did it. Now DX and that's enough. And they're taking the piss out of Vincent Mann and the corporation. Uh-oh, here comes Austin in the back. Wait a minute, if he's just going to his locker room, then what's Mankind doing? And you can't blame WF either, because at least they're building up the event as well. You get the promo video before the main event. You know, Austin, the Undertaker, buried alive, which is a huge match. You know, of course, Rock and Mankind as well. Well, James, do you smell what the corporate Rock is cooking? Well, I do, but I don't like it at this moment in time. You'll think he's not going to be happy with what just happened to Boss Man and Shamrock. That belt looks huge. Who'd have thought he was the People's Champion just a couple of months ago to turn his back at Survivor Series. And now he's getting a pay-per-view. He's not only is he WF Champion, he's getting a pay-per-view named after him by Vincent Mann. Well, that's what being in the corporate gets you, James. And he's going to team up with The Undertaker, and these two men haven't seen eye-to-eye in recent times either. That's because The Undertaker's much taller than The Rock. I know. No, I'm talking about just on a level of... The Rock eliminated The Undertaker at Survivor Series, thanks in part to Kane. And as The Undertaker says, his Ministry of Darkness now is going to lead him. It's a more demonic Undertaker that we've seen before. A very satanic Undertaker. Especially with Paul Bearer reunited with him. And no matter what generation The Undertaker you're watching, the entrance is still phenomenal. Well, James, he is the phenom. And will he bury Stone Cold Steve Austin alive? (laughs) You said will he. At rock bottom. Well, Mankind's on his way down to the ring. And he's not backing down from the rock. Oh, the Undertaker comes in straight away. Again, a match involving Mankind and the Undertaker starting before all combatants are in the ring. There's just one man we're waiting for. It works so well, doesn't it? Because a bigger cheer. He comes out, he can go straight into the action as well with the right hands. The fans, the pop level's going to stay the same if not go a little bit louder. The Rock's eyes uh, shooting about. Yeah, Undertaker not wasting any time going to meet Austin yet again. Here we go, and the Rock's going to beat him to it. And Austin lays him out. The Undertaker comes up the entranceway. But here comes Mankind. And for the history that these four men have re- ha- have had and will have for each other. And Austin and the Rock go and fight backstage. Am I correct in saying that none of these three men face Undertaker at WrestleMania, though? No. But if you look at the rivalries beforehand, yeah, it's weird. Before the WrestleMania streak kind of took over for The Undertaker, these three men were kind of the main threats, weren't they, to him? They were indeed, Jess James, you're correct. Mm-hmm. But none of them took him on at WrestleMania. Yeah. Now Mankind's got the stairs. 
Undertaker had a chair and just smashed the stairs into the face of mankind as he was holding them. Well, another interesting thing as The Rock gets sent into the announce table would be the fact that if you look at paper in 1998, at least four men had single matches against each other at at least one pay-per-view. You talk about Rock and Austin, like WrestleMania, wherever it is. We've seen The Undertaker versus Austin at SummerSlam and the Highway to Hell, which is a great match called Survivor Series Mankind versus The Rock in singles action. WrestleMania coming up, and of course, you know, we talked about Rock and Austin again. The Undertaker and The Rock will go single action at King of the Ring 99 and Mankind at King of the Ring 1998. We all know what happened there, so. Yeah. So WWE are reliant on these guys at the moment, and that's why they're such figureheads, you know, 20 years later as well. Well, even, you know, you've got the likes of Triple H leading the charge against the corporation. Kind of not in this kind of, you know, he's not in this circle of wrestlers, but, you know, it's there is like six legitimate top guys yeah, yeah, yeah. on the brand. But it, like, it's the difference between this and WWE is that, you know, people said the actual, uh, WWF are kind of ruling it. It's like... The, the, the mid-carders aren't that great, are they? You know, the tag team wrestling is not great, even though it's not Judy Bagwell's champion. But and it's like the kind of the main guys and Triple H would get his awards for it, wouldn't he? As, as the years would progress, and, and it's like the other people that they took from now on. You know, we get the big show coming over, Chris Jericho and all the kind of radicals and stuff like that. That's kind of like the best of WCW there. Yeah, exactly. What happens? We're going to find out now. They're kind of still for me neck and neck, even though Raw's winning in the ratings at this moment in time. I still feel like, you know, WCW could do more. It's WWF just does it so well with what they've got. Well, WCW have got what it got what they need, but WWF utilises what little they have better. Yeah. I think this is what I found out watching it so closely as well, especially this past year during this time. WCW is by no means a kind of dead company at this, this moment in time. I mean, Raw is hot, don't get me wrong, but WCW could turn it around with a storyline or something that could pique your interest. At the moment, we want to see McMahon versus Austin. They think that he chucks in his way. You know, like we said, the Undertaker and Austin really face each other pay-per-view, and yet we're still excited about their facing off at a buried live match. And, of course, the winner of that will qualify for the Royal Rumble, so we're setting up the next event as well in January. And Mankind has been beaten up. Ever since he's got choked down by the Undertaker, he's been um, picked apart, and they make quite a good team at the moment, Undertaker and The Rock. They do indeed, yes, but only one of them's corporate. Rock threatening the referee who can. Works him in a corner. I just don't think the Undertaker likes Mankind or Austin. It helps the Rock out. And obviously, you know, Vince McCahoots with Paul Bearer or not at the moment. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, we saw they had a discussion backstage and he says basically the Undertaker's going to play ga- play ball. You've got to be careful when it comes to the Undertaker. I think he's got his eyes on Austin at the moment. But at least, you know, they're not all like, you know, you know where everyone is focused. You know, The Rock is mainly focused on Mankind. Undertaker's focused on The Rock. She's kind of focused on Shawn Michaels yeah. as part of the corporation. So, you know, you know where everyone, the direction everyone's going. They're not biting off too much more than they can chew. You know, China's quite quiet in DX, but then you see her little thing with Mark Henry. You know, what's what's that going to go to? You've got Jeff Jarrett and Gold Dust in their little flash-off kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's more storylines to the WF stuff and I think with this if this was WSW at the moment and they had Stone Cold Steve Austin he would be feuding with The Rock Mankind The Undertaker all at once you know rather than having a story to it we know him and The Rock are going to have a showdown down the road you know we kind of know that 
uh, Leontek is there first, but we know Austin Leontek is his first priority in the Rock of Mankind now with their feud. These two matches, these two feuds could be mixed together to be entertaining, but it doesn't get confusing, like you say. <clears throat> Austin dragging the rock off the uh, ring apron there because he was illegally assisting Undertaker in taking part Mankind. I know Hebner's gone outside to try and control Stone Cold. Undertaker's taking ages doing Irish whip. Undertaker with the Irish whip, lowered his head. Mankind hit net breaker. <laughs> Mankind hit the net breaker. Austin. Undertaker sits up though. Undertaker tags the rock in. Can Mankind tag Austin back in? No, no the rock cuts him off. Just like I cut James off. Much like his NFL days. He's shown his blocking skills. And now are we going to see the most corporate move in it <laughs> the world today? It's sp- still electrifying, it's just a corporate. He spits elbow. at Hebner. Oh, Mankind managing to kick out of the corporate elbow. Ah. Uh-huh. Mankind reverses the rock. Got BT. Got a rock with a backdrop, though. Austin begging for a tag, but Mankind just walks into a corporate bottom. Oh, big rock bottom. Goes for the cover, and Austin realises. Breaks it up. Fighting off the Undertaker after knocking down the rock. Two men going out. Undertaker sending Austin out of the ring. Austin fighting back. Oh, here comes Shamrock. And the referee now. Oh, this is crazy. Undertaker sent Austin over the announce table. We got Shamrock and Bossman. Oh, Bossman's just handcuffed Mankind. The ring ropes. Well, I think there still is too many disqualifications in WF as well. I don't think we've had an actual finish to a match, have we? No. So we can't say, like, you know. Even the Anything Goes match had a DQ finish. Yeah, I know, yeah. We saw a couple of distraction pins, but even then outside interference. Undertaker and Austin are fighting amongst the fans now. I thought Dirty is on the outside. Yeah, I noticed that when they went out the other side. Mm. And Austin now fighting back from the Undertaker. Close on in, Taker back into the uh, ring, a- ring area. Undertaker's got a chair, though. Austin with a kick to the midsection. And wrapping some cables around the throat of Undertaker him out. But Austin doesn't realise you can't kill what's already dead. Undertaker's got hold of the bell, but he's fading fast. Well, he rang Austin's bell. And we heard the ding. Ding dong. Mark Tardis. And Undertaker's got the chair. Oh, chair shot. At least Austin's sensible enough to put his hands up. Do you know what I mean? Like... Uh. Still didn't stop him having fucking neck problems, though. No, exactly. With Shamrock still wrestling. Oh, my God. Michael Cole's pencils have gone everywhere. And the Undertaker picks up Austin. And where the hell is he going, Dan? I don't know, James, but he's starting to scare me. Well, he said he, he could embrace his Ministry of Darkness. <clears throat> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are they Druids? They are Druids. The Druids are here, and that symbol that was set on fire earlier... It was on fire, baby. It was on the entrance way now. And the Druids are tying up Austin. Are they sacrificing Stone Cold to the gods? Well, i tell you what, they better tie him up well. Because Austin's trying to escape it. And you can hear the weird Druid music as well. Oh my god, the Undertaker is raising the symbol by himself with the help of four men and the big two strings pulling him up, but he's doing it himself. And two big winches. They've tied him up, even though he's holding on to it. 
Stone Cold Steve Austin is being crucified, Dan. It's as simple as that. But they say it a lot, though. Well, the Undertaker's staring at Austin. He's crucified. <coughs> he has crucified Stone Cold Steve Austin here tonight. Oh, my God. The Undertaker is sick. The symbol of Austin. And he's going to bury him on Sunday? What are your thoughts, Dan? Well, things don't look good for Austin. I mean, he's uh, he's been crucified and he is the Undertaker's sacrificial lamb. And look at that visual there. Austin hanging up with a crucifix. Is it in poor taste? We don't know. And the Undertaker, his eyes roll the back of his head. Pure evil. Yeah, I think it's a cool fucking visual, though, to be fair. Yeah. I'm pooed. So all he's got to do is bury him alive. And Steve Austin will rest in peace. So we move on December 13th and rock bottom. Live for Vancouver, British Columbia drawing 17,677 fans or 20,000 in WWE language. The rock bottom buy rate was 0.78. Seriously, for the prime of attitude era, that's not good. Also, yeah, the, also the place doesn't even know 20,000. Well, D'Lo Brown offered little resistance to Val Venus or God fagged in. Similarly, when Mark Henry was tagged in, he was thrown around the ring and received the hoe train from the Godfather. Although Venus continued to dominate Henry in the ring, a fight outside the ring between the Godfather's hoes and PMS distracted the referee, while Jacqueline pulled down Venus's trunks, distracting him, allowing Henry to push him over and finish with a big splash, followed by a pin. And that was Val Venus and Godfather, Godfather versus D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry. And our next match was the Headbangers versus the Oddities. Now, Mosh fought his way out of the corner to begin this match, jumping over the turnbuckle to Paul. Being dominated, Kerrigan desperately tagged in Golga, who managed to turn things around, utilising running jumps again to take out Mosh. But Thrasher made a blind tag while Golga was busy. Missile dropped him, missile drop kicked him and followed with a pin while Mosh held Kerrigan's leg to prevent him from breaking up the pin count. Kerrigan. Right, so now I was watching this. And uh, so it's a very boring tag team match. I thought this was a little bit overreaction, but you'll see what I'm saying in a minute. All right, goes out the ring, right? And Mosh on the outside. Look, guy pushes him. Look, I think he spits at him, right? But that's not it. They go back. Keep having a go at him. Yeah, the referee has to fucking go away. Security's there, didn't it? I was like, okay, was there a bit of overreaction there by Mosh? That was, yeah. Well, why did they react so bad? I mean, uh, unless the guy, even if the guy said say, unless he spat him, but I thought Mosh would be the man. Well, isn't that like the family and friends side? Is that, could yeah. that not like, be, I don't know, a well, family member of some of the op- opposing team or, you know, a celebrity or something? Well, exactly. I mean, that, uh, people who ever spent the money there spent a lot of money on the tickets. I'm not saying you're allowed to do something like that, but I thought it was a bit weird, you know, a bit overreaction. Anyway, Steve Blackman entered the ring on the receiving end of a flood of kicks from Owen Hart, who then suplexed him in our next match, which was Owen Hart versus Steve Blackman. Well, Blackman was able to sidestep him and lock Hart in his own move, the sharpshooter. Hart crawled for the rope break and then left the ring in pain. Blackman initially followed to fight him out, but became aware of the referee's count and ran to the ring to win Varth count out. In a tag team match between the Brood and the Job Squad, Edge found himself in trouble early on. At the hands of Bob Holly, but he managed to put Holly in his shoulders for an electric chair, 
giving him a hot tag to Christian, who could not capitalise reading the double underhook powerbomb for Scorpio, was tagged in. After slamming Christian on the mat, securing a somerset leg drop, he tagged in Al Snow, who utilised headbutts to continue dominating Christian. They mentioned in this one, the com- <coughs> commentators mentioned, uh, Mark Calder said, oh, have you noticed Bob Holly's new haircut? And he'd gone short hair and bleach blonde, so Bob Holly had changed his hair as well. Was he copying Scott Stein at the time? I just don't know. Care if anybody cares if Bob Holly did change his hair? I'd never, I'd never have. Um... He was never. He used to be long hair, long and black. You know, like Finley. We've covered Finley hair change. We covered Scott Steiner's. I, th- I thought it'd only be right to do Bob Holly's. Yes, indeed. Yes. Yeah. Well, with the referee distracted, Snow used head on Christian and Scorpion almost won after dropping the bomb. But Edge stopped the pin count. Then using Gangrel's back to help jump over the ropes, take out the rest of the job squad outside the ring. Stranded on his own, Scorpion took an impaler from Christian and was pinned. The fifth match of the night involved Jeff Jack, that is J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E, double T, accompanied by Deborah going up against Goldust for the stipulation that if Goldust won, Deborah would have to strip naked, but if Jarrett won, Goldust would do the same. Well, Deborah tried to aid Jarrett by picking up his guitar, but when Goldust ducked, she almost hit Jarrett with it. Goldust took advantage with an inverted lifted DDT, but referee Jack Dome was too busy reprimanding Deborah to make the pinfall. Goldust p- positioned Jarrett for Shattered Dreams, and while Deborah tried to distract Goldust from doing it, Shackley distracted the referee from allowing Goldust to perform the illegal move. Jarrett fell out of the ring, though, and she had to be, and had to be counted out, allowing Deborah to strike Goldust down with a guitar, making him dazed enough for Jarrett to pin him after a face buster. After the match, Commissioner Michaels came to the ring to send Jarrett to the back and ostensibly oversee Goldust stripping. However, he declared Deborah to have disqualified Jarrett, making her lose and her first to strip to her lingerie. Before she could take off her bra, though, Jarrett and a blue blazer appeared covering Je- Deborah with the blazer's cape. The next match did involve the New Age Outlaws defending the WWF Tag Team Championships against the Corporation being represented by Big Boss Man and Kane Shamrock with Shawn Michaels in their corner. Ken Shamrock controlled Road Dog in the beginning of the match with Big Bossman helping through the ropes. Billy Gunn had to save Road Dog from Shamrock's ankle lock, becoming the legal man, only to also suffer Shamrock's rage until he floors Shamrock with a famouser. Despite tagging in the fresh Road Dog, the Outlaws weren't again on the back foot after a belly to belly Sam suplex, after which Bossman used his size to control Road Dog. Obviously, Road Dog then got worked on a little bit more. Hot tag, gun on fire, and he hit the famouser. Michaels pulled out the referee when the free count was made, allowing Big Bossman to strike Gunn with a nightstick. Shamrock could not make a pin down, despite Michaels pulling at Gunn's feet in the middle of a suplex, causing him to fall with Shamrock on top of him. Gunn managed to roll over with a pin and retain the titles. So the Outlaws escape with their WF tag team titles. And two hot tags. The WF Championship match was delayed when Mankind tried to have Vincent Man and Rock admit they had not submitted at the previous event. When they refused to, Mankind ripped up his contract allowing The Rock to skip the match and started brutally attacking Rock, smacking his head around the ring before taking him inside the ring and running into the turnbuckles. McMahon then told referee Mike Keogh to disqualify Mankind for any offence, no matter how small, so any low blow, anything like that, he will disqualify him. McMahon tried to have a little chat with Mankind in... Before, you know, during the pay-per-view, going to the boiler room and trying to get on his good side. The Rock got attacked on heat by Mankind. He's not 100% here, but Mankind just taking the advantage. You see the entranceway for Buried Alive as well, Rock Bottom. You see if just picture of the Rock there. Must be at least 40 foot tall. 
at least 55 foot high. That's what man's looking on. And I'll tell you something, Rock of Mankind always had enjoyable matches in my eyes. Do you know what I mean? They just somehow worked together. It's usually Mankind taking a shitload of punishment. Oh my god, and Mankind sends the rock to the outside. What's Mankind going to do? He's going to go flying, is he? Baseball slide to the rock on the announce table. Uh, mankind's going up. Oh my god, going up to the second rope now. He's going to try and... <laughs> Gonna try and elbow Rock. But Shane McMahon's holding the leg of McMahon, uh, holding the leg of Mankind. Oh! Not allowing him <laughs> to jump off, and the Rock, like kind of arm drag, takes down Mankind onto them wafer fin mats <laughs> with a splat. And you see Dub Chant, Mankind, with floored then, and the corporate champion so confident. Well, the Rock rolls into the ring, breaks the count. <coughs> the Rock going on commentary. During his own match. Well, no one ever done it. The Rock did it first. <laughs> King saying, can I get a high five? He goes, no, you get a slap of the teeth. Oh, man, can't manage to fight back, bouncing Rock's head off the announce table. Listen to the Rock quickly. Rock's going, oh, God, shit, shit, oh, my God. <laughs> man, guy's punching away at him. <laughs> Uh-oh, man, guy's got the chair. He will be disqualified. Uh, before he had a chance to use it, the referee distracting him, you know, trying to get him to prevent, trying to prevent him from using it. The Rock kicks him, drops, makes him drop the uh, drop the chair, and then DDTs him onto said chair. The man's cheering on. The Rock goes for the cover. One, two. Oh! A mankind just managing to kick out. Oh! And men can't believe it. Irish whip to mankind. Goes to the elbow. Mankind dodges it. Swinging neck breaker from Mankind. Can he get back into this match? He's wearing a different tie. He must have found another one in a skip. Well, we've got contracts and elbow drops. Elbow drops? Elbow pads in the ring. And also two men fighting out over the WF title. Mankind with his variations and nip up there. Yes. Mankind using the ropes to get up. The rock now. Trying to go for the right hand. Blocked by Mankind. Like that three or four times. Irish whipped. Rock spins, catches his leg, spins him around. But Mankind catches him with a clothesline. Goes for the cover, but only getting a two count. Two. Running leg drop from Mankind. Goes for another cover. Two. Oh, but a Rock again managing to kick out. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, should that be a disqualification? Leg drop. McMahon saying ring the bell. Oh, no. <laughs> Mankind. Stopping the referee from ringing a bell. Seated pole drive onto the referee. <laughs> he was demanding for the bell to be rung. He's got a timekeeper. Mark Eaton's been taken. And now it's just McMahon. Now oh, the rocks for cover now. He's got a chair. Chases after mankind and plants him across the back with a chair. And now the rocks setting him up. Middle of the ring. At the papy rock bottom. Hits the rock bottom. Goes for the cover. Referee is out. I don't think that referee's going to get up. Shane taking the Rock's belt. He's going to plant Mankind across the head with it. Oh! But Mankind ducks. Shane hits the Rock. And now Mankind going for the cover. There's another referee. One, <laughs> two. two. Oh! oh! The Rock manages to kick out. Oh! Uh. Mankind nearly had a heart attack. 
So does Shane. Mankind pulling out his hair. Well, Shane nearly cost it for the corporate champion. Mankind now going to go for the Irish whip. Rock reverses it into a DDT. Goes for cover. One, two. Oh, but Mankind managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. And the Rock now circling Mankind. Goes for the clothesline. Misses. Double arm DDT. Can Mankind capitalise? One, two. Oh. oh. Somehow the Rock managing to kick out. Uh. Well, Mankind's come so close to accomplishing his dream of becoming champion. What else is left? Well, there is the Mandible Claw. Mr. Socko. No, he's here and he's just come out of Mankind's pants. And now Mankind's going to stick his long white thing in Rock's mouth. Oh, my God, he's got him. The Rock is fading. And the rock is passing out. Referee checking. Oh my god. <laughs> Referee's called for the bell. The rock is out. Mankind is champion. <laughs> oh, we got a new WF champion. Cannot believe it. Oh my god. He takes the microphone for Finkel. Cut the damn music. Oh, he can't do that, surely. Don't call me Shirley, but Vince McMahon can do anything he damn wants because he owns the company. He's just said <laughs> only you can only win pinfall or submission because he passed out. He didn't tap out. And now McMahon has got Socko. And Shane McMahon from behind with a chair. That just pissed off Mankind, though. He turns his attention to Shane, but scares him out of the ring and goes back to the mandible claw on Vince. And for the second time, Shane hitting Mankind with a chair. Oh, now he's got Shane. And the same sock that's been in the rock and McMahon's mouth. Goes down Shane Gullet. Oh! Running knee to Vince. And here comes Patterson and Briscoe. Both get taken out by Mankind. Mankind's beating up six men. Eight men. Look, here come Boss Pan and Shamrock. And this is disgusting. And the corporation going to get one over Mankind now. Boss Pan checking on McMahon. And then Rock now with a title belt. Well, the corporation wins this match by hook or by crook. Yes, they do indeed. But again, it's a really entertaining match, isn't it, between the two? Like, even though the shenanigans and stuff like that, I still like the fact, like... Um, it's it's entertaining, if anything else, you know, like, with Mankind Rock always seems to put it out. Whereas Austin, Austin the Undertaker, kind of, it's, it's normally the same thing. I mean, it's kind of brawling and stuff like that. We've seen it at the start of the Buried Alive match. Each man had been uh, brawling around and fighting. And we see uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin the Undertaker now fighting in the grave. It's a cool setup, though. I do love a Buried Alive match. I can understand why you're not having that type of match now. Because it's not really kid-friendly, is it? Do you know what I mean? Like... Hey, kids, because someone's going to get buried alive. This is the second Buried Alive match in history. First one at Buried Alive set in 96. That was the Undertaker of Mankind. The only Buried Alive match that's ever really made any sense for me was Undertaker versus Vince McMahon. Survives this 2003. Yeah. Yeah, because that was the rebirth of The Undertaker. Yeah. They kind of done the mini rebirth of the first match around, if you know what I mean. 
And even in this one, it kind of, uh, spoiler alert, pushed forward to kind of, you know, the Undertaker before he kind of walked, you know, became the American badass, really. Well, they're not exciting as much because you're just waiting towards the end, really, if you know what I mean. But these two men have faced off on pay-per-view before, obviously, SummerSlam, most famous. Austin's a mess. The Undertaker's embarrassed Austin recently on Raw, crucified him, and then wants to bury him alive. But Austin, he's got a never-say-quit attitude. I mean, you actually hear pay-per-views uh, main events are entertaining, but it's not much you can call on it. Do you know what I mean? It's like... No. Well, they're brawling around now. Yeah. The fucking fans are idiots, though. Hit them in the head. It's a barricade on the other side. I suppose they're giving the fans a spectacle, though. Yeah, they're making them see him. Better not go back to ringside with the, the fan Mosh is angry with. <laughs> so, the winner of this match enters the Royal Rumble. Yes. Uh, any specific point or nope? Just enter the Royal Rumble. It's along with twenty nine other guys yes. who will be entered uh, by a drawing done by the McMahon's. It's all to try and stop you in the Royal Rumble by any means necessary. Well, I'm sure Austin will have no chance in hell at winning the Royal Rumble. I, honestly, I love this Royal Rumble coming up because there is no chance in hell Austin getting. He's got to go through a buried alive match, Dan. Come on, against John Cena, he's never been more dangerous, darker than he is right now. Well, if Austin's number one, surely Vince should be number two. <clears throat> They've made their way back to ringside, both in the ring. Austin eliminating Undertaker from the Royal Rumble. Undertaker trying to get his way back into the ring, but getting hung up on the top rope. I hope Austin's mother's had a word for him about how dirty his ring is now. And the Undertaker just having his way with Stone Cold now. He's going to bring him up to the burial grave, to the burial site. Six feet deep there. The stone weighs at least 3,000 pounds, Dan. Rolling Austin into that six-foot-deep grave. At least 12-foot. Austin's down. Oh! We're in camp. Fucking idiot just threw their drink. And I think there's easier ways of doing it, Untaker. There might be a shovel there. Rather than trying to be a cat covering your litter. Austin trying to make his way out of the grave. Austin's just trying to get his breath back, but that cold... Hard soil falling on his back. Here comes Austin now, finally. So that's a six foot deep grave and it comes up to Austin's way. So Austin must be about 13, 14 foot high. <laughs> yeah. That's an excellent point. Thank you. Six foot deep. Austin is eight foot four. Oh. As he smacks Undertaker in the head with that petrol can. And again, rings his bell. Oh, wait a minute. Stanner on the Undertaker drops him into the grave. Undertaker falls in and now Austin has got the barrel. Oh, my God. He's started burying the Undertaker. But that's not enough. And he's chasing Paul Bearer. And what the hell is Austin doing? The Undertaker's out at the moment. Uh-oh. The Undertaker's just sat up. Well, he wasn't down for long, and now he's going to try and find Stone Cold. Oh, wait. The Undertaker lying in wait. That's genius. Oh, what was that? There's a huge explosion in the grave. Well, what was that? Oh, my God. And Kane appeared from the explosion inside the grave. It's Kane. Oh, my God. The Undertaker goes to meet him, and Kane... Comes crashing down. Hurting Undertaker inside. Oh my god, Undertaker throws dirt at Kane. Which must get in his eyes because he's got the mask. 
Oh no, both men falling around. Not falling around, falling around. Well, Austin's disappeared, Kane's appeared. Are Austin and Kane one and the same? Well, I don't know. Well, if, if I tell you what, you said Austin was tall earlier. Maybe it was Kane. Indeed. L- low blow by The Undertaker. Oh, my God. He's going to tombstone Kane. Next to a tombstone. No, wait a minute. The Undertaker's been distracted. Kane with a tombstone. <laughs> Hits Undertaker. And here comes Austin. Throws him into the grave. And here comes Austin. In a digger. I tell you what, Austin knows how to operate heavy machinery, doesn't he? He's even doing it by himself. I think he's getting someone to help him after Kane put the Undertaker away. He's gone now. Austin directing traffic. Undertaker's there. He's in trouble. And Austin wants to drop that on Undertaker. Oh, my God. The Undertaker is being buried. And Austin directing traffic. And Austin getting frustrated with the bloke. And Austin finally going to shovel it. Oh my god. He's nowhere near the dirt at the moment. Austin's had enough. Austin's got the beer. Well, it didn't work as well, did it? But Austin does win. Sharing another beer with El Hebner. <laughs> <coughs> oh, the Undertaker's been buried so much we can't see him. Well, now he finally knows how to work it. Well, Dan, what are your thoughts on the pay-per-view and the Buried Alive match? It wasn't a terrible pay-per-view. I think it was, again, focusing on the four guys in the couple of main events. You know, the Mankind Rock, Austin versus The Undertaker match with Kane's involvement as well. You know, what kind of a thorn in the side is he going to be in The Undertaker coming up? Is Undertaker, uh, Is Austin and Kane... Are they in cahoots? Well, at the moment, they've been very friendly with each other, haven't they? So that's a question we have to ask ourselves. But Austin is left standing here tonight. The Undertaker's buried alive. What that means for him, will we see him again anytime soon? We don't know. We know Austin's going to be at the Royal Rumble. We know The Rock is still the WWF champion. So let's find out what's happening in the next episode of Raw. So our next episode of Raw is December 14th, and it's Raw 291. Is coming from Tacoma Dome in Washington. And Raw starts with DX coming to the ring dressed as Team Corporate. The Road Dog was dressed as Vince McMahon, including two kids with grey rigs with their lips attached to Road Dogs behind. Billy Gunn was dressed as Shane McMahon. X-Pac with Shamrock and China portrayed the Bossman. Jason Sensation then came out as Shawn Michaels or HB Gay, as he said. Unsurprisingly, this brought out Shawn Michaels and Team Corporate onto the stage. Michael said their skits are getting old. Michaels then forced the tag champions to face Bossman and Shamrock before Trip Rock for later in the night. What do you, what do you think of um, DX pretending to be Team Corporate, Dan? You know, I think it's uh, it's quite funny, but it's you know it's dragged out. It's something that's already been done before. Yeah, and the Rock and, and Triple H loves dressing up as a Rock for some reason as well, which seems to be strange. But I can see what DX is doing. But this is not talked about 20 years on. You know, people don't talk about HB Gay uh, and the way he was just treated here anyway. So It was a decent enough opening encounter as Val Venus and the Godfather defeated Edge and Christian. Good match here with a botch at the end as when Val gave Christian a fisherman suplex, you could see Edge standing behind Val in position to stop the count, but he wasn't supposed to. 
So he ran over to Godfather and began hitting him. Regardless, it was a good enough encounter. Goldust then faced the Blue Blazer in singles action. The finish came when Goldust was set to hit Shattered Dreams. And Jeff Jarrett, that's J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T, hit the ring and attacked Goldust. Steve Blackman then rang into the ring and attacked Jarrett and Blazer. Blackman took off the Blue Blazer's mask, revealing... Owen Hart. What? I know. No. What? No. So the winner, the, the Blue Blazer, is Owen Hart. We are then shown footage of Mark Henry in the dressing room trying to come off as sexy for China. After a commercial, we see DX and Team Corporate getting into a shouting match backstage with security keeping them separated. Mark Henry and Dino Brown come to the ring with Marlena and Jacqueline as Henry's new sexual chocolate intro music. Thank you very much. Henry said, I'm a lover and not a fighter. He said he wanted to tell a bedtime story about the end of his date with China. Henry gave an account of China telling him to slip into something more comfortable. Henry added, Dilo, you know, because you had the camera rolling. This was followed by Mark Henry and Dilo Brown teaming up to defeat the team of Bob, Holly and Scorpio. Henry got the pinfall when Jackie dropped Holly in the face and Harry, Henry power-slammed him for the pin and they gave Henry that list you were telling we were talking about this for punishment didn't they Dan yes it was uh, for not kind of I think they'd signed him to a 10 year deal quite early on and he hadn't quite lived up to uh, his for the speak so they gave him the sexual chocolate gig as uh, as a bit of a punishment yeah in, in a weird way it kind of got him over innit <laughs> if you think about it uh, so up next tag team titles on the line as the outlaws face off against the big boss man and the IC champion Ken Shamrock so this will be interesting. These two teams faced off at rock bottom, but it goes back when, well, Michaels fought the Outlaws had actually sold out to, Shaw, you know, to Shawn Michaels and the corporation, and it never did. So it's the Intercontinental and the Hardcore Champion are looking to take home tag team gold, and it's Road Dog who's tagged in, and HB Gay is stood ringside holding Bossman's big black stick. Oh my God, Bossman comes running in. Road Dog moves. But he gets a tag. Bossman going under and getting Billy Gunn. Doing a Corbin before Baron Corbin. But Gunn putting, uh, sending Bossman headfirst into the ring post. And then Shamrock came around hitting Gunn's leg with a chair. But and not getting disqualified for it. Referee was distracted by Road Dog. Plus for the crowd noise well probably couldn't hear the crack of the chair. It was our Herbner. He has been drinking a job recently, Dan. I'm not going to say he hasn't. We've got evidence. He's let himself go in the past couple of events. That is true. The world's most dangerous corporate man is in now with Shamrock. You do not want a leg injury around Shamrock. It's like a shark who can smell blood. As he pulls down Billy Gunn's knee pad, exposing that injured leg and just wrenching away at it. This might be the first time ever Billy can't get the hot tag. And sure, Michael's having a bit of banter with some... Uh, Lovely blonde bit of stuff in the crowd. Shamrock just beating away at Billy Gunn now. He's certainly targeting that left knee of Billy Gunn. Tags in Bossman. Billy's in a lot of trouble right now. Bossman, Irish whipping Billy. And Billy just he just falls. The referee might have to call it. Sean Michaels mocking him from <laughs> ringside. And the corporation does so well at the moment. Well, they're looking to hold all the gold. Boss man just spits at Rodog. Rodog comes in. Shamrock, though, gets the tag. He doesn't, though. Boss man claps his hands together towards Shamrock. He could have easily made the tag, but just chose not to. Hills will be hills. Shamrock picking up Billy. 
Scoop slam. Daring him to get up and face him. Here comes Shamrock. Hurricanrana attempt. No, Billy Gunn turns it into a set-up powerbomb. Can he get the tag to the Road Dog? And Billy gets the tag to Road Dog. As Shamrock gets the tag to Bossman. And Road Dog taking out Bossman and Shamrock. Shake, rattle and roll. Irish rip reversed by Road Dog into El Hebner. And, and Shawn Michaels Mo- hit Road Dog from behind with the nightstick. Bossman slam. Tell him to suck it. Goes for the cover. To oh, Road Dog managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Well, we didn't say you caught that. It was a chair to the back, and now Bossman Irish ripping again. Road Dog kicked to the face. Oh, a blatant uh- low blow in front of the referee. Well, Michaels is saying, "What? Why didn't you see that?" Billy gets a hot tag on one leg. <clears throat> Why would Road Dog tag him in for? And now he's going to go for the. Power bomb on Shamrock. Michael's up in the apron yet again. Distracting Billy Gunn. Oh my he's god. He's forgotten about his injury and grabs hold of HBK. And Michael's got a night stick in his hand as well. Oh, back to that. Michael's hit Billy Gunn in the back of the head with a night stick. Shamrock caught with the ankle lock. That wasn't great timing, but Billy Gunn's out. Referee checking Hebner. Two, three. A new tag team champions. The corporate team of Bossman and Shamrock. So Bossman's now hardcore tag champ. And now intercontinental tag champ. <laughs> yep, they've got a lot of gold. Have the corporation. Get one over on DX. And Billy Gunn is knocked out at the moment. And a big moment for the corporation. What do you think of the match, Dan? Um, it wasn't without his botches, but it's it's again you know trying to make people hate the corporation even more by cheating their way to victory, holding all the gold. It's you know it's making something for everyone to go after. Well, speaking of the corporation, Vincent Shane Man then came out to pick Stone Cold Steve Austin's Royal Rumble number. They drew number one, and then Vince then announced the wrestler who throws Austin over the top rope will be $100,000 richer. Well, Vince announced that another entrant in the Rumble would be an individual who equals Austin's stature and is the one person who could save Ted Turner's WCW. He added he had never been in the Rumble before. Shane introduced that individual as... Mr. Vincent K. McMahon and drew number 30 for his father. Oh, my God. McMahon will be in the Royal Rumble. I mean, the ego of Vincent McMahon is going to put himself in the Royal Rumble. He's offered everybody $100,000 to who eliminate Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, Vince sealed the deal that there is no chance in hell Austin will be WWF champion again. Well, man came on the Titan Tron and challenged Vince to face him later on Warzone. A guitar on a pole match next with Jeff Jarrett, that's T taking on Steve Blackman. The crowd aren't really into Jarrett, but are into Deborah. Sort of similar to the reaction that Mark Merrow and Sable received, but not to the same extent. Anyway, near the end of this one, the ref took a bump and Owen Hart hit the ring. Now Blackman with a guitar. Guitar. Allowing Jarrett to pick up the victory. Well, backstage, Tiger Alley Singh complained to Bisco and Patson about bloodbath. 
being written in blood on his locker room wall. Tiger Ali Singh went to the ring after his match, but then the lights flickered. He ran towards the back where the brood attacked him. He was left lying on the stage, covered in blood. Well, Mankind and Kane then went to a no contest where M- Mankind... Mankind and Kane... Mankind, you're saying that now. Mankind and Kane went to a no contest where Mankind decided to fight Vince McMahon. Yep, that's how this one ended. The finish came when Vince walked onto the stage and challenged Mankind to meet him in the park and not for a street fight. After a break, we are shown footage of Kane being dragged into an ambulance by orderlies dressed in white after Shamrock and Bossman attacked Kane and put him into a straitjacket. Yeah, and we can see it right now. Absolutely horrible uh, what they would do. The corporation are putting Kane in straitjackets. <laughs> Kane escapes. Do you think Vincent Man's getting back at Kane for helping Steve Austin? Like you said, they might be in cahoots, Dan. Potentially, yes, but um, well, McMahon looks like to be having the last laugh here. And Kane's been dealt with. Austin's got no other friends. Oh my God! Wait a minute, though. Mankind's beating up Miss McMahon. Well, this is their street fight in the street, and I can't believe McMahon would accept McMahon into the fences. And McMahon is absolutely mental. He thinks he's so tough. He thinks he's going to win the Rumble. Oh, here come the Stooges. Patterson and Briscoe to Vince McMahon's rescue. Oh, and all three men into the door. Oh, my God. Are we going to see it? Mr. Socko from Mankind's Cocko. Oh, my God. Right in McMahon's mouth. And the sock. He's going to put him in a boot. And here comes the rock. Here to make the save. Well, maybe it was a setup all along. Puts him on the hood of the car. And on the bonnet. Oh, my God. Rock bottom onto the bonnet of the car. It dented it. It dented it with the weight of mankind's body. Well, in the main event, The Rock defends the WWF Championship against Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Finally, Triple H is in the get. His shot at the WWF Championship against The Rock. These two men... Five months ago, fighting over the Intercontinental title. They're now moving up. Can you say the same thing with WSW and their talent? And sure, Michael's coming out with The Rock. The corporate commish with the corporate champion. The WF title on the line. Can Triple H do it? I think he can. I think he can. He's had The Rock's number recent times. You don't go against the corporation and win, James. Michael's pushes Triple H from behind. That obviously distracts Triple H, who then uh, allows the Rock to start his hunter. Irish whip, back body drop. The Rock looks impressive in the early going. And Triple H has turned disadvantage around now. And he's hitting the punches in the corner to the Rock. I think Earl Hebner makes himself known more. Oh, my God, tells him to suck it, go left and right. Yeah, I think, well, Hebner, like I said, Austin's been getting involved recently, haven't he? So, of course, the Montreal screw job. Who can forget that? Indeed. And Triple H gets sent over the top. The Rock will know all about that injury that Triple H suffered. It was in a match against The Rock. He targeted the knee as he just waits to solder on Triple H. Throws The Rock into the announce table. Yes, indeed, as he shouts at Jerry the King. 
Irish Rip Reverse sends Triple H into Barricade and then Rock clotheslines him down. And the Rock's in control. What's he going to do? Uh, take Mark Rock's headset. <laughs> and the Rock on commentary says Triple H is a prime example of a man who looks like Tarzan but wrestles like Jane. That's brilliant. Oh, the Rock threatening the king again. And the Rock on commentary talking smack. Triple H. <laughs> Talking smack. <laughs> now he's got Hunter. Irish whip reversed by Triple H, though. Clothesline dodged by The Rock. And again. Oh, but doesn't dodge the running knee from Triple H. And now suplex by Triple H on The Rock. Followed by a big elbow. Goes to cover. Two. Oh, Ooh, but Rock managing to kick out. Uh-huh. I'm sure Michael's talking to the fans. Irish whip. Lowers his head, but the rock catches him in a net breaker. And a close line by the rock. Goes for the cover, but Triple H managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Side rushing leg sweep there by the rock. And side boo from the China. And the rock has got complete control of this match. He's got the sleeper on Hunter, who's fading fast. But can he fight this? Well, he's starting to fight back. As, as he gets to his feet. A couple of elbows to the midsection, followed up by some big right hands. Oh, a rip, but the rock turns it into a DDT. Well, that was beautiful Pop-up. by the rock. I want some candy floss. But Triple H managing to kick out. Oh. Rock getting frustrated, but going back right back to that sleeper. And Triple H is fading fast now. It's a massive opportunity for him. But in this current situation, situation, I don't think you can get back into it. Triple H managing to fight back with some chops across the chest of the rock. And Triple H comes running in, but get caught with a big back elbow. Scoop slam from the rock, looking for the corporate elbow. The most electrifying move in corporate. Rock tells Triple H to suck it. One, two, oh, but Triple H managing to kick out. Oh. Check. Rock's gone right back to that sleeper. But Triple H still got life in him. Triple H with a back drop there to get some separation. Triple H firing back now. Nice back elbow to the jaw of the rock. Irish rip, Irish whip running knee from Triple H. Now just backing the rock up in the corner. Raining down with kicks. He's stomping the mud on, walking it dry, JR. Well, it's the first time he's been free in this match. And as I say that, the Rock reverses Irish whip. Oh, but Triple H sends the Rock's jaw into his knee. To, oh, cover from Triple H, but the Rock managing, managing to get his shoulder up at two. Two. Hit by hook or by crook last night, Rock bottom. He's knocked unconscious now. Looks like he just wants to get out of harm's way. But harm's following him around the ring. Peppering him with some right hands. Oh, Michael's trying to grab Triple H. Referee kind of catching him doing it. And The Rock gets caught by Triple H into the stairs. There you go. Now Michael's grabs Triple H. And referee getting involved. Oh, and China's coming in. Oh! Low blow for The Rock. Triple H plants him with a DDT. This could be it. One, One, two, two. oh. Well, the Rock managing to kick out. Oh. Uh-huh. 
And now Michael's and China are arguing. Triple H is going to go for the pedigree. Hits it. Well, it's that's all it. over. Michael's got the belt. Oh, title shot to the back of Triple H. Rock rolls over into the cover. Oh, the my God. Triple H kicking out. Ah. Uh, well, that's two things we've seen finishing matches in the past. Low blows and belt shots. And now China's got all the Michaels. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, my God. Who's this? Who is this delivering a pump-handled slam? I don't know, but he just hit it. Who is he? Well, Michael Cole saying that's guy for Motley Crue. And now the Rock going for the cover on Triple H. One. Two. Three. Oh, my God. The Rock is still your WWF champion. Thanks to this man. But who is he? Well, I don't know, but looks like The Rock just passed Triple H's test then. Test, test, he passed his test. Guy, who was that? The Rock by hook by crook down. What do you think of the match? Again, you know, it's one of the ones, uh, oh, did Triple H have it? Oh, did The Rock have it? Nope, it took some man who looks like Test. <laughs> <laughs> who could it be? We don't know. Let's find out. December 21st, we're off 292 from Spookan Arena in Washington. We start with a clip of Vince McMahon leaving after telling Shane McMahon, Jerry Briscoe and Pat Patterson that he's going away to work out in preparation for the Rumble match. He warned Shane to keep his temper and ego in check. After the few music, Michael Cole and Jerry Law introduce the show before Shane, Shawn Michaels, Patterson and Briscoe and the corporation make their way to the ring. Shane boasts about having the keys to the kingdom, which brings out DX and Mankind. Triple H tells Shane... You're a bigger arsehole than your old man. <laughs> Shane announced that the Outlaws will be wrestling single matches against Bossman and Shamrock. Hunter and x will team up to face The Rock and Tess later in the show. And Shane McMahon would battle Mankind. Triple H let Mankind do the suck it line, which he followed with a crotch chop. Well, backstage, D'Lo was trying to get Mark Henry focused on wrestling, but Henry was only interested about who was in his locker room. In the opening match, Al Snow took on Gangrel. A short match that Snow won with a snow plough. After the match, the arena was lit up by red lighting and con the snow was covered in blood at ringside. When we return from the commercial break, we are showing footage of the job squad coming to Snow's aid. Badass Billy Gunn then faced Intercontinental Champion Ken Shamrock in what was announced as a title match. The finish came when Gunn stopped Shamrock's attempt at Hurricane Rana, turned it into a pinning combination. The crowd popped for the title change, but Commissioner Michaels came out and said that it was never announced as a title match. The match was as bad as the finish was lame. Another break, Hawk came to the ring. He revealed that Joz had been his pusher man. He said that when he was fit, he would discipline Joz. Hawk tried to leave the ring, but Joz jumped him. Animal ran in and stopped him. Animal and Hawk nodded at each other. See, so Dan, there we go. He didn't die when he fell at least 50 foot. Well, he fell at least 60, 65 foot, and he didn't die. Yeah, so he's back. He wants to get Joz and... They share the look, which means maybe the LOD are going to get back together now. Indeed. Well, shot then aired of D'Lo and Henry still standing outside of the locker room door. Terry Runnels and Jackie peeked their heads out and told him they were ready for him. 
When we return from a break, we see highlights from last year's pre-Christmas Raw of Austin Stallion a fake Santa followed by highlights of Steve Blackman's unmasking a blue blazer, blazer revealing him to be Owen Hart. Well, the blue blazer then faced Steve Blackman with Owen Hart on commentary. Cole taunted Hart throughout after last week's reveal until he could take no more and ran in for the DQ. Goldust ran out and made the save. He held Blazer as Blackman removed the mask to revealing it to be Jeff Jarrett. That's J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T. Owen quickly threw the Blazer cape over Jarrett's face. So is Jeff Jarrett a blue Blazer or his own heart? I don't know. I don't know. Will we get more Henry Reynolds Jackie tomfoolery? The other outlaw was in action as he faced the hardcore champion Bossman in a title match. After the road dog took the champion into putting the belt on the line. Yeah, so he's just decided we are going to get a hardcore title match. You're going to get hard time. Hard time. Hard time. Hard time. So, yeah, the hardcore title's on the line. Of course, road dog lost the tag team titles to him last week. Is this officially on the line, though? Yes, it's officially on the line. Unlikely Intercontinental title. This is official. We've only seen two hardcore champions in the history of the division. Mankind, of course, Big Boss Man. Could Road Dog become the third? Well, this is what Road Dog is hoping to respond after losing the tag team titles. Big swing by Boss Man. Boss Man putting a beating on Road Dog at the moment. Slow down. What are the rules of a hardcore title match? Well, James, there are no rules. Is that why Rodog just used that baking tray on Bossman's face? Indeed. And fools count anywhere and everywhere. Is it fools count anywhere or fools count everywhere? It'd be the same thing, wouldn't it? They are the same thing. Yes, they are one and the same. Well, McMahon is not here, so Shane is in charge. And we've seen Billy Gunn already winning tonight. Can Rodog? Do the same as his tag partner. Oh my god, Bossman picked up the stairs. Went to throw at Roadog. He dodged. And no, then Roadog threw a bucket at Bossman. Bossman's got the tray now. Oh my god. Back of Roadog's head. And he bends it over the Roadog's head. And now they're going through the crowd. Hardcore and hard times. Oh! oh. <laughs> well, Bossman just threw Roadog. Over barricade, through a table, taking our two unsuspecting, I suppose, like they was uh, staff members. Oh, and boss man's hardcore. He's got a broom right over Road Dog. Snapped it over Road Dog's left arm. And boss man is vicious, bringing Road Dog back. That's what the hardcore title is all about. Damn it. Boss man there with the broomstick to Road Dog's midsection and throws him in. Now he's taken off his belt and he's whipping Road Dog. Yep, he's taking him to the um, woodshed. So he's back at a Cobb County Jail. Hitting on nails. And nails is meant to be the bad guy. Now, what the hell is Boss Man going for? He's pulling out some coke. Well, he's he, going to do a quick hard line. He was going to plant it later on on some wrestlers, but now, oh my God. Wow. Road Dog kicked the powder into Bossman's face. And now he's got the belt. And now Bossman's getting whipped, covered in powder. And Bossman's somehow still getting back into it. That must have been coke because Bossman seems well charged up now. 
Oh my god, now Boss Man's got a fan going into the fans. That's the only fan Boss Man has had in his life. He's lucky he's a portable fan. And now Boss Man, what the hell has he got here? Oh, his noose, just a noose. You know you got a noose in your pockets. I carry nooses around with me. Yeah, I know, yeah. And now Road Dog's getting hung. We've seen crucifixions and hangings. Maybe the Untaker saw this and had an idea for later on with Boss Man. Boss Man going for the cover after that. Hanging Rhoda, but two. Two. Now Bossman's threatening the referee. Oh, a low blow there from Road Dog getting some uh, comeback as he puts a trash can over the head of Bossman. Goes up onto Barry Cade. Takes down Bossman. And the crowd going crazy for Road Dog. Oh my God, a Bossman just throwing Road Dog from pillar to post. You don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> oh. Mankind, Mankind with it. coming from behind. He's got a net. And he just knocked Boss Man out. Free. We got a new hardcore champion. Roadhog has done it thanks in part to the first hardcore champion, Mankind. <laughs> Roadhog wins a title. Dan, what are your thoughts on that? That was a very entertaining match, actually. Um, <laughs> the crowd spots seem a bit, you know, it's he gets dragged from through one way and then he gets hit through the other way. You know, it's a bit weird, but it was entertaining and yeah, you know, I was, I was surprised in a new hardcore champion. Yeah, your f- third ever hardcore champion, the Roadhog, and. Get some revenge on the corporation after taking all the gold, it seemed. is winning back the hardcore title. Well, we get more Henry backstage stuff, including him being handcuffed and gagged and Terry putting out an anal sex toy. First time I wrote this. First time I've ever said that. No, it's not. The Acolytes then lost to Two Cold Scorpio and Bob Holly by DQ in a standard Acolytes match. And it's Mankind versus Shame at Man next. Next. So since his uh, dad has been outed as the only man equal to Stone Cold, can the son follow in his father's footsteps and be a... A worthwhile competitor for mankind. I think he's lost his fucking mind. I think the power has gone to shame at man's head if he thinks he's got a chance in hell of beating mankind. I don't know who he thinks he is. He's trying to work the jab to to mankind. To mankind. Shucking and jiving. He's not going to get a job done. Closed line by mankind there. Oh. Double arm DDT. Well, you see the corporation on the entranceway. Growing in numbers. Boss man, Shamrock, Rock. And of course, Test. Mankind, Mankind so- telling Shane to get up. He's got a Christmas <laughs> surprise for him. He wants Shane to take the chair. And Mankind telling Shane to make his daddy proud by laying him out with a chair. And a chair to the back. And I think that was a mistake. Just having a way on Shane. Man, Patsy comes in. Mankind moves. Briscoe comes in from behind, gets caught by Mankind. 
And now all three of them backing into Shane. Mankind clotheslines Briscoe. Oh my god, testicular claw. Testicular claw. Knee to Shane's face. That dirty, stinking socko. Oh my god. Oh, Rock's had enough. Mr. Socko to Shane. A disqualification of Rock. Just beat that Mankind. Takes me outside, but Rock, Mankind fighting back. X-Pac's here. Bronco Buster from X-Pac to Shane. Triple H and the Outlaws are up. Knocking down a corporation. Mankind might have some friends. Oh, Shane. Get taken out by the Rock. Well, Shane get taken away. Mankind's got some friends. A shot air to D-Lo Brown. Waiting outside the dressing room door. D-Lo called for Henry. Henry, I'm coming. I'm coming. D-Lo got angry and went to the ring alone. Inside the locker room, ta- Jackie and Terry were whipping Henry with leather straps. Well, D-Lo, without Henry, then lost to the headbangers in under three minutes after the match. Henry came to the ring, but D-Lo gave him a hard time for missing the match. We then see Vince's limo arriving. And the cronies apologised him for what happened to Shane. And in the main event, The Rock and Test take on Triple H in X-Pac in Test's debut. Yes, it is indeed. So it's Test's debut here. So put that on the stuff that happens at Calendor. Uh, as The Rock and Test have taken control this one. No surprise. Been working on X-Pac. The majority of the match. Can X-Pac fight out of this? <sighs> He's managing to fight Boris. Whip reversed. Catches X-Pac with a big elbow to the jaw. Scoop slam. Looking for the corporate elbow. Peter, we've seen loads of corporate elbows tonight. You see McMahon with a boss man at ringside looking on with Shawn Michaels. And Ken Shamrock. And the elbow, but Triple H came in with a clothesline. Get all the corporation down there. And test. Looking quite impressive. And a young gun coming through. Irish whip. Torn X-Pac gets his boot up. But then Test runs through X-Pac with a clothesline. Irish whip. X-Pac dodges the clothesline. Gets caught with a spin and heel kick from X-Pac. Can he tag Triple H in? Well, Test looking for the tag. And the X-Pac desperate for it. It rocks in now. <laughs> X-Pac <laughs> tags in the Triple H. The Rock, who is running towards to try and stop that tag, he kind of put the brakes on, and you see the look of shock in his eyes as Triple H comes in, runs through the Rock, turns his attentions to Test, cuts him off as he was making his way into the ring. And Triple H at the moment is on fire, baby. Big elbow, big knee to the Rock. Oh, my God. Test got caught with a knee to the face by Triple H again. X-Puck in. X-Pac out via the over-the-top rope by The Rock. And The Rock attacking Triple H from behind. And it's testing Triple H there. The Outlaws checking at ringside as well. Oh, making sure no shenanigans happen. Triple H, pedigree. One, One two. two. Oh, oh, but The Rock making the save. And The Rock directing traffic. Wants Shamrock in here. But the lights have gone out. Oh, my God. It's Kane! It's Kane! Well, Kane's the man that they try to get in 
the straitjacket and take him away. They got him away, but is he back? Well, he's escaped from a mental institution. He's going to come straight for the corporation. Well, is he no longer mental? Well, they had him committed. And there's Kane facing off with the corporation. Oh. What? And he's got Triple H up. Corporate Kane. Tope slams him down. The outlaws are in. But I think the numbers are too great. Oh, my God. Kane's got Billy Gunn. Mr. Ross gets chokeslammed. Road Dog gets chokeslammed. Now look at the man calling the shots. And Kane's got hold of the rock. He lets the rock go. Catches X-Pac. And he's chokeslammed all four members of DX. There's still one member of DX left. Oh, my God. China shot to Kane. China will not back down. Kane must be a corporation now. Oh my God, she's got a choke slammer. Oh, thank goodness for that. Dan, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, um, strange things. There's been so many twists and turns along the way to the Royal Rumble that you don't know who's on what side and, you know, what direction it's going to go in. Well, this is the crazy, isn't it? The corporate, it looks like DX is strong one week uh, and they get, you know, some momentum and then the next week the corporation takes over. They've added so many members now. You know, Ken Shamrock and Bossman, who are tag team champions, long Shamrock been the IC champion. You've got Test, who we've seen there now involved. Kane's a part of it. And, of course, you know, Vince McMahon has entered himself in the Royal Rumble. So it'll be interesting to come next month when we come back to see how it is indeed WF are going to play it with no chance in hell that Austin will win the Royal Rumble. So let's jump ship to the WCW. And last time out, Kevin Nash had won the World War Three match and earned an opportunity to face Goldberg at Starcade. So as we head into WCW's biggest event of the year, what else did they have in store? Let's start December 7th and it's Nitro 169. And it's at the Houston Astrodome, which is the same place as WrestleMania 17. A crowd of over 31,000 attended this week's Nitro. The news heading in is that despite appearing to sign a contract stating that he would not compete until Starcade, Goldberg would face Bam Bam Bigelow's in the show's main event. Yeah, I mean, the commentators are ever so excited as we start off. They said it's been a busy, busy day. We get footage of a, a show of Scott Stein's pre-show tack down. Look at this. So we talked about the mascot before in WCW being here. And look what happened to him. <laughs> Scott Steiner beat the shit out of him is that the macho mascot that is the mascot that we got it looks like macho man's mascot <laughs> a poor defenceless mascot though getting beaten down oh it's awful isn't it Scott Steiner is a fucking arsehole well we then cut a live promo the gist of which being he would like to have sex with some ladies and that we also like to fight Scott Hall we'll find out if he was successful later in the sex or the fight in the skull. <laughs> we'll find out. <clears throat> Eddie Guerrero was angered when Mean Gene revealed that Rey Mysterio had signed to wrestle Juventud on Thunder, with the winner getting a cruiserweight title shot at Starcade. Eddie was furious at Rey for going behind his back, but surely... Don't call me Shirley. UV had to sign for the match too. Two. Anyway, Eddie deployed Silver King to teach Rey a lesson. He failed. Well, Kevin Nash confronted Goldberg as the champ arrived at the arena. Big Sexy wasn't happy about Goldberg having a match and claimed that he would prevent it from happening. Disco Inferno called out Conan to help with his big announcement. 
K-Dog, like everyone else, had no idea what Disco was on about. That didn't put the dancer off, as he claimed that Kevin Nash had invited him to join the Wolfpack. Nobody included, nobody, Conan included, believed him. Well, Kevin Nash inserted himself into the Goldberg Bam Bam match, thus making it a triple threat match. Now, Ernest the Cat Miller distracted Saturn by cutting a promo during his match with Glacier. It didn't really have much of an effect, though. What did have an effect was the referee disqualifying Saturn for no reason whatsoever. This was a very random angle that thoroughly confused the live crowd. Thankfully, Saturn nailed the ref with a Death Valley driver, which proved a definitive end to the segment. Well, the giant issued a challenge to Diamond Dallas Page for Starcade. As soon as the challenge was issued, Tony finally announced that the match was official. Well, there goes any potential angle with DDP accepting the challenge. While Conan was getting his hands taped, he threatened to tape up the still unnamed NWO Hollywood referee who was making a nuisance of himself in the trainer's room. Raven again refused to wrestle, leaving Canyon to go solo again. However, this time Canyon, a heel remember, thought better of carrying on regardless. Instead, he issued a challenge to either Benoit or Malenko, his would-be opponents, for a singles match on Thunder. Problem is, he's insulted Al Anderson one too many times and copped a beating from the horseman. Canyon escaped before Double A got a chance to use a crowbar on him. And then we had Chris Jericho versus Bobby Dunn. And Bobby Dunn Jr. has got a new guy that they got there. Jericho, very cocky, decided to just walk out as your... Well, decides to walk out of the match. We have a go at WCW, but they've actually had a few promo videos as well detailing the kind of problems that they've had. Bischoff and Flair and uh, Goldberg and Nash are the kind of two main ones. So Tony's funny telling us that, you know, Flair's been around since the very first star cage called Flair for the Gold. He comes out here with the greatest horseman of all time, Steve Mongo McMichael. And he will face Bischoff at Starcade. But I don't know if Rick Flair is fired up enough for this match now. He doesn't normally come across as fired up. Mean! Woo! Gene! He went 0 to 100, didn't he? <laughs> 0 to 1,000. Now, that's a picture of someone taken after a murder. <laughs> that's the kind of the look on his face. Yes, he f- essentially threatened brutal murder on Eric Bischoff, and I, for one, damn believe him. The look in his eyes, <laughs> you couldn't doubt that that man would be capable of murder. Ric Flair certainly seems fired up. Yeah. <clears throat> well, up next, Stevie Tart match, Booker T versus Conan. Well, Stevie Ray interfered in Booker T's title match with Conan, causing a DQ. Stevie then made his NWO pitch to Booker, who wasn't interested. And then we get Scott Steiner versus Scott Hall, and Scott Hall dominated Steiner a little too easily in their match for the NWO job guys hit the ring. Luger and Conan then came out to even the size, which prompted the giant. (laughs) Woo! We're here. Well, it's my big show. Sniff it right, baby. Oh, now the giant's out here. 
Going straight after Luger. Go on, take Conan out. Yeah, that's it, son. Knockout punch. <clears throat> you got the black and white in there. Vincent, Steve, Murray. Where's Sting and Nash? Oh my god, we're getting a cheer. It's DDP. Well, he thinks the Steiner misses, hits the giant. Well, giant called out DDP earlier and he responds. Is this part of the Wolfpack now? Well, we don't know at the moment. It seems to be definitely on the same page. <laughs> Diamond Dallas. Scott Hall being checked on. I mean, the Giant is getting DDP at Starcade anyway. Well, Bret Hart then came out and cut a good or bit pointless promo. With DDP moving on to a few with the Giant, it, it was a largely aimless speech. We go on to the main event. Goldberg... Bam Bam Bigelow, with Kevin Nash also throwing himself into the mix as well. Well, he's saying that the match won't happen. But this being WSW, we've only got a couple of minutes left before the end of the show. But they have promised us Goldberg. Bam Bam. It is now time for the main event. And again, we praised WF earlier. And WSW have got a big promo for their match coming up. Nash versus Goldberg at Starcade. Spear, Jackhammer versus the Jackknife. Yes, Tony's saying one of the most anticipated fights, and we've got like two minutes left. Here comes Bam Bam. Well, he's certainly not wasting any time. <laughs> yep, that's him ready. Come on, call him out. And Michael Buffer still doing the entrance as Bam Bam's in the ring. And here comes Kevin Nash. And Kevin Nash is not a part of this match, and is this what he say that he wants to stop it before it begins? Goldberg, make sure you get out there quickly. Well, Goldberg is running out there with security chasing him down. Nash and Bigelow fighting. Oh, my God. Nash taking away. And Nash said he wouldn't let this match happen. And like the main event's not going to happen. Here comes Goldberg. So we get to see Goldberg for all of two minutes. Well, he does arrive late. We pointed that out last month. There you go. Match never started. That's it. I mean, you pay all that money. You wait all three hours for this. Do they even give you dark matches after that? I don't know. Probably not. You would hope they would. You know, Nash and Bam Bam, double team, and here comes security. You see the fans throwing any drinks because they're not happy. They're booing. booing. <laughs> We're not even going to get them to see him fight. This is the kind of stuff that does turn people off product. If you go to a show, like we talked about with the British um, couple of carnage, you know, they're going home happy. Do you know what I mean? With this, yeah. you're going to go home saying, what's that? We saw Flair give a good promo, yeah, but do we come out to watch this? Oh, Goldberg and Nash have sort of got their hands on each other, but we can't see anything because there's so many security guards in the way. There must be at least 20 security guards in the way. At ring. least 50 to 60 security guards are holding these guys apart. Um, we are out of time before we really see anything. Bam Bam's desperate to get a Goldberg. Um, so, yeah, that was it. I mean... They they give us something that people want to see, and then they don't deliver it. I don't understand why you would do that. It's, well, it's, it's something like, you know, right, keep watching, because we are going to have Goldberg <laughs> yeah. versus Bam Bam yeah. Bigelow in the main event. Keep watching, keep watching. Oh, no, sorry, we're out of time. I, know, I really don't understand it. Uh, so it seems really, really weird. What did the ratings then? What were the ratings that 
that week. Well, the ratings for that week, Raw got a 5.0 and Nitro got a 4.2. Oh, Jesus Christ. But this could be a turning point for Nitro, though, because they've got a lot of dome shows. We've got St. Louis next week and the Georgia Dome coming up as well. So over 30,000 people at each Nitro. So we move on December 14th to the Ice Palace in Tampa, Florida. Well, Nitro, as you say, was in Tampa, Florida this week, and we were in full Starcade hype mode. Get hype! Here's what went down. Raven cut a promo full of self-pity prior to his supposed match with Scott Putsky. Raven was wearing jeans and clearly had no intention of wrestling. Canyon, as with previous weeks, came out, but this time he delivered some home truths. He revealed Raven's privileged upbringing, which I thought had already been exposed. Anyway, Raven contested that his mum did not love him and walked away. As Eddie Guerrero was on the verge of victory against Villano V, he instead offered the masked man a spuo. He accepted and celebrated with his new teammates. I wonder where that leaves his partner, Villano, for. And Eric Bischoff cuts a promo. Look how... Look, at, he's just calling him old. Ric Flair's a past. And Bischoff's a future. <laughs> Bischoff is a train killer, Dan. The world's most dangerous man. Oh, Bischoff still talking. Oh, my God, here comes Flair. And Bischoff said he could kill him, but at this moment, he's on the outside. He's got those weapons loaded. And Flair, is he going to go chase a Bischoff? Bischoff said, bring it on to Flair. <laughs> Bischoff running. And here comes Flair. Flair's got him. And Flair's disappeared. Well, he went to chase Bischoff. Well, Rick Flair making his way down to the ring now. Chase Bischoff away. And Mean G's going to have a word of him. Well, we saw him hyped up last time. What's Flair going to be like now? He drops an elbow and a knee onto nothing. Oh, my God. Psycho eyes Flair. Flair bump into the corner. <laughs> well, Flair seems a little bit more uh, animated than usual. And wait a minute. Wait a minute. He's, he's collapsed in the corner. This is, this is not good. He's grasping his left shoulders. Uh, I watched this in an entirety. We're not going to watch it in its entirety because it is a fucking joke. The commentators treat this as a shoot, however, the fact that the cameras followed Flair until he was bundled into an ambulance and sighted Van Anson, rather than, oh, I don't know, let's say a doctor, as first on the scene, alerted fans to the credibility of what was unfolding. But the commentators did play it off as a heart attack. Look, getting into the ambulance now. Oh, sorry, sad um, commentator's voice as well. Yes, uh, we, we do not have any updates as of yet. We wish him a speedy recovery and uh, hope he gets well soon. And Bam Bam Bigelow now beating the shit out of Scott Hall outside. Well, Bam Bam Bigelow only got the credentials to fight for one match in WCW. But he's here tonight putting a beating on Scott Hall. We've just seen Ric Flair have a heart attack, and now we've got this going on. Do these guys have no respect? I know. There's a lot of event staff at WSW events. Oh, that Nash coming in as well. Well, Goldberg's made his presence felt here as well. He's actually turned up for an event on time. Yeah. I think WSW get more stuff done when they're crowded by security as opposed to just sitting in the ring on a microphone. Well, they're free arguing. The gist is, basically, there is going to be a triple threat match main event later it's going to be Kevin Nash versus Goldberg versus Bam Bam Bigelow, which on paper sounds really good. We've seen smaller wrestlers fight out of a lot more staff and 
other wrestlers as well to yeah. get to each other. But hey ho. Come at the frog here. Hey ho. Hey ho. Well, cruiserweight champ Billy Kidman asked Rey Mysterio for a clean fight without LWO interference. Fellow babyface Ray graciously accepted. Was it a clean fight? Of course not. The LWO got involved and attacked both men. Yeah. Well, Chris Jericho is out here now, and he's looking brilliant alongside, of course, Ralphus. Yeah, he's right. Jericho saying Conan used a foreign object, and we watched the match, and I completely agree with Jericho. And now he's going to get Conan out here to explain what happened in the match. Also, Conan coming out here. I tell you what, I'm going to say it's nice Conan can come out here to help Jericho explain. We've got the Wolfpack music. And here comes Conan. That's definitely Conan, Dan. I don't know why you're laughing for. That's Conan. It sounds just like him. He's got his pants out of his trousers. I mean, I absolutely love Chris Jericho. <laughs> oh, the mascot there. bit, bit dangerous. He is a little bit bigger than Conan. Well, anyway... There's fake Conan. Uh, he just wanted to prove his foreign object theory as the reason for losing his TV title to K-Dog. He claimed the brass knuckles, a chain, a shovel, and the belt itself was all used by Conan. I saw it en route to victory a couple of weeks ago. James, in reality, Jericho lost fair and square to a babyface Conan. Fuck you. Well, Ernest the Cat men are distracted, sat in to cost him another match. Referee Scott Dickerson, who sat and nailed with a death ready driver last week, made a fast count too. Two. Having a good few weeks without being made to look stupid, DDP once again proved himself to be the most gullible man on the planet. <laughs> His nemesis and top active heel on the roster, Bret Hart, offered DDP a US title shot right there and then. Unable to resist, DDP marched to the ring, only to be followed by a giant. Yeah. The giant from behind with a chair, right to the back. Bret can't believe it. And now the giant bringing Paige up towards the stage. In a fit of rage. And big sh- and a giant looking at that WCW sign. We're here. He looks fat. He does look fat, doesn't he? And oh my God. Just pushes the W away. Well, Half part- of the W. Half of the W. <laughs> Rips up the other bit. It's the CW. And now he's got the C. Well, James, you know a C when you see one. I do indeed. And he throws it. I mean, those hundred pounds. At least a thousand and a half pounds. And now he's got Paige. What's he going to do? No. Oh. Chokeslammed him <laughs> through a stage. Oh, my word. And that was impressive there by the giant who likes to be packing on the pounds, but just might have destroyed DDP. Dan, what are your thoughts? How gullible is DDP? <laughs> yeah, he is. He is, but a cool, at least that was a kind of cool stunt from WWE. That was a good stunt, yeah. yeah. You don't see it a lot from them and Big Show or the Giant getting rid of the, the sign. Was that a sign of things to come, Dan? Ripping down WCW as he was looking to move on to the WWF. Oh, that is interesting. Hang on, hang on, hang on. We've got Eric Bischoff out here now and he's taking his glasses off. He's got a solemn look on his face. He oh, must be being serious. Oh, Conan versus Stevie Ray. 
Booker T accompanied his brother to the ring, but the pair had a falling out when Stevie wants to use Slapjack Gizmo during the match. Well, Eric Bischoff has come out and he's trying to convince us that the earlier incident we saw with Flair was for real. He announced Flair has suffered a suspected heart attack and seemed genuinely remorseful. However, he spent too much time focusing on himself by asking for forgiveness. I, I think it's genuine. I, I hate this kind. I, I, honestly, in all goodness, Dan, what's, what's your thought? And I hate an angle like this. Cause we've had tragedy in wrestling before, and I think there's no need for it. I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it, there certainly is no place for using things like this in wrestling. It's it's completely ridiculous. And, you know, you've heard the story of the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. Um, and when something, you know, for example, when Jerry the King Lawler had a heart attack, um, you know, did, did a lot of fans think it was a play by what they'd seen previously on uh on, on other events you know it is it is silly and it is you know tempting fate as well yeah i have to completely agree with you we're moving on booker t and steve ray had another falling out when booker was being interviewed by mean gene now, booker isn't bothered by stevie being in the nwo but he is bothered by him behaving like a complete dickhead raven's mum showed up and couldn't get past security to see her son she couldn't despite the gigantic bam bam bigelow managing to slip past earlier in the evening. Luckily, Canyon showed up there and offered to take her to see her son. The cheeky bastard actually tried to fleece her for 50 bucks. It didn't work, but he still helped her out all the same. We received another beating this time at the hands of NWO Hollywood. Wolfpack wanted to be the Disco Inferno, tried to make the save, but ended up getting beaten too. Scott Steiner called out Lex Luger and tried to persuade him to leave the NWO Wolfpack by offering him a spot in the NWO Hollywood. Luger swiftly left the ring with a smile on his face. Was he laughing with Steiner or at him, though? Mm, and now we've got our main event. We've seen Bam Bam Bigelow come out here. We've seen Kevin Nash coming out here. We've still got a little bit of time left on the clock for Goldberg to make his entrance. So maybe we're going to actually get a main event that uh, uh, will last a few minutes here on Monday Nitro. Here comes Goldberg. And Goldberg, a World Heavyweight Champion, will face... Kevin Nash in just under two weeks at Starcade. But now he has to go against Kevin Nash and Bam Bam Bigelow with his undefeated streak. I've got a newfound respect for Goldberg this year watching him. Do you know? yeah. yeah, I think I have a little bit, you know. Yeah, he was green and that, but I think he did well in his position. There's something about him, that kind of, the look that he's got. Uh, and I think credit where it's due for him, it's just a shame... At, at this moment in time, Goldberg is a character that's working well. And even a loss against Nash, no matter what the circumstances, won't destroy him. It's what they do afterwards, you know? Indeed, yes. And I think that's what we've seen this year. Goldberg's been undefeated throughout the year. And uh, booking at times has not been best for him, what pay-per-views he's been on and stuff. But he's still over as anything, and the fans want to see him. And the bell rings, and here we go. We're actually going to get it down. <laughs> Yay! So security guards couldn't hold them apart, but now the bells rang. It takes a little while before they actually start <laughs> interacting with each other. And Big Leg goes straight after Goldberg, and Nash looking on. He seems to be smiling. No, James hasn't got a cigarette on his gob. He's got a smile on his face because he wants Bam Bam Bigelow to wear down Goldberg and vice versa, so Kevin Nash can come in and swoop with the easy victory. Nice super kick there by Goldberg, but Nash plays up the pinfall attempt with Bam Bam. And Nash getting him in the corner saying, suck on this, coming down. 
with a big knees. Lining him up for a big elbow in the corner. And now Bam Bam Bigelow and Nash both working over the undefeated world heavyweight champion Goldberg, who starts fighting back now. And the fans loving it, but Bam Bam from behind. Oh, I never thought this would be a two-on-one. Now Nash and Bam Bam, double Irish whip. Goldberg runs through the double clothesline attempt. Oh, and delivers a double clothesline of his own, taking out both Nash and Bam Bam, making them scarper from the ring. And now Nash comes in to face off with Goldberg. Nash and Goldberg both teaming up to knock out Bam Bam. Nash takes down Goldberg, goes for a cover, but only gets a one count. One. And this is going up against Triple H versus The Rock for the WF Championship. So it's interesting to see, you know, what was winning at this moment in time as well. Bam Bam's in. Picking up Goldberg. Slamming him down. What a statement this would be for Bam Bam to beat Goldberg. Goes for the cover, but Nash stops it. Oh, my God. You've got to give all three men credit. They've gone at 110%, 100 mile an hour. Yeah, great one, Tony. Goldberg takes down Nash with a leg lock. He needs to go head-to-head with fucking Mauro Ranello for overselling <laughs> shit. Bam Bam now with a headbutt, stopping a, pimp, uh, stopping a submission. Irish ripped by Bam Bam. Oh, and Bam Bam wins that test of strength for Goldberg, knocking him down. Now he's going to suplex him. Now he gets stopped. Oh! Goldberg delivering a suplex of his own. And now is he ready? Bang! Hits Bam Bam with the spear. And what happens after the spear, Dan? Well, James, Kevin Nash comes in and interrupts it. Oh, and Nash with a double-axe smash to Goldberg. And that's a shame. And now Nash can take advantage. Let's not forget Nash beat 59 other men to get an opportunity at Goldberg, Bam Bam left another company to get a shot at Goldberg, and Goldberg takes Nash down. <laughs> and now Nash, Irish whipping Goldberg, goes for the big boot, Goldberg dodges it. Comes back, hits the spear on Nash. And Dan, what happens after the spear? Well, James, Bam Bam Bigelow gets involved. Well, Bam Bam doesn't know where he is, Goldberg's got him. Goldberg's knocked him down with a clothesline. And he wants to take Nash up, I think. He wants to take this 7-footer up. Well, he's going to try and prove a point, but Scott Hall comes in. Oh. Attacks Ah. Goldberg from behind. Oh, we're in a good match. He got attacked earlier by Bam Bam. So why wouldn't he come after Bam Bam if he was going to ruin the match for anybody? (coughs) Why would he go... Yeah, but why would he go after Goldberg, though? I don't understand. Goldberg wins it with disqualification, but still. And now Hall going after Bam Bam Bigelow. They're colour coordinated as well. They are indeed. They've both got that dirty white colour <laughs> and black. Clothesline by Scott Hall over the top. Nash and Goldberg are up. I don't know if at least two men have finished yet. It's not really a Rock Austin standoff as both men not sure whether to kick or punch it. But I can see they're trying to build excitement. As Tony Schiavone says, this is unbelievable stuff here. And it wasn't too bad, Dan, was it, really? You know? And again, as the action picks up, we finish. But at least we saw a couple of spears from Goldberg and stuff, you know. We did, indeed. We've yeah. not seen a clean finish from WWF or WCW in our main events tonight. So, you know, uh, I think I've got to give him credit there. Well, James, you was wondering how the uh, the ratings went. For Nitro, it was a 4.2. And for Raw, a 5.2. Wow, so they beat him by a whole one. 
So December 21st is the TWA Dome in St. Louis, Missouri, and the crowd is hot. It's on fire, baby. WCW was in one of the greatest wrestling cities this week as Nitro Howard from St. Louis, Missouri. I mean, you know, it's only the place where Randy Orton's from, but whatever. <laughs> this is the last Nitro before WCW's biggest pay-per-view of the year, Starcade. Let's see what went down. Well, apparently Scott will challenge Goldberg, giving us an advertised main event. We were brought up to speed with events from last Thursday's episode of Thunder after making a grovelling apology to Ric Flair's family following the Nature Boy's supposed heart attack on last week's Nitro. Eric Bischoff invited Flair's family into the ring on Thunder. Of course, a swerve. Bischoff attacks Flair's oldest son, David, while his youngest son and wife were forced to watch. Where was Charlotte? It's disgusting, isn't it? You know, it is disgusting that uh, they were made to watch that. And I think it's a ruse... All along. Well, Santa Claus interrupted one of Ernest the Cat Miller's tedious promos. The jolly fat man was handing out presents before the cat invited him into the ring with an eye of kicking the annual gift man in the head. I wonder what Santa's got in his sack for the cat. Probably a bit of coal. Well, we've seen so many wrestlers beating up Santa Claus. I mean, it's just old hat by now. You know, so we saw Steve Austin stunning Santa... He's in ECW, Santa Claus getting beaten up, and now in WSW, the cat is going to put a kicking on jolly old St. Nick. And Santa with a T-bone suplex. Belly to belly overhead suplex as well from Santa. Oh, God, Santa Claus is quite a good wrestler. And who is the Santa Claus under the fake beard? It's Perry Saturn. Oh, my God. Well, Merry Christmas, Perry Saturn. God, we get the opening titles right now. Uh, we've already had uh, Fit Finley beating Scott Putz in. The crowd was hot for that. And Chavo Guerrero Jr. with Pepe beating Kaz Hayashi. Well, Kevin Nash cut a promo on Goldberg. In it, he borrowed Ric Flair's to be the man line and claimed to have made 197 consecutive world title defences when he was world champion somewhere else. That would have seen Big Daddy called Diesel defending the WWF title at least twice a week in 1995. So Nash is over, and Mean Gene asked some probing questions about Raven's private life and if he was receiving therapy. A frustrated Raven attacked his mate Canyon before his mum made the save. She persuaded Raven to come home with her. Canyon was in forgiven mood too, as he always was with Raven. So can people's mums please stop getting involved in WSW matches? Well, Eric Bischoff's Mum come out. Nah. <laughs> Eric Bischoff came out and rambled on about Ric Flair's dodgy heart. As she was, as he was doing this, the horsemen were shown arriving at the arena. Flair, Anderson, Malenko, and Benoit, and they sought out Scott Norton. And they sought out Scott Norton, hit the ring, and chased Bischoff outside the arena. Flair then returned and cut another heated promo, implying that we would either kill Bischoff. Or Barry Windham, should f- he find them? Yeah, so there's Bischoff running away and Flair. There's Flair. I mean, Flair does a lot of running, doesn't he, now? Trying to chase Bischoff. We've seen in the last three episodes, Flair chasing off Bischoff. And one of them caused a heart attack. Well, ahead of the triple threat match Hang for the cruise... Sorry. And uh, then we had Ralph absolutely destroying Liz Mark Jr., Ahead of the triple threat match for the Cruiserweight title between Rey Mysterio, Juventud Guerrero and Kidman at Starcade, Eddie Guerrero decided he would teach Mysterio a lesson. To recap, Guerrero is the leader of the LWO, which UV and Rey are members. However, Mysterio is an unwilling member of this group and is actually friends with Kidman. 
Guerrero is involved because, as shot caller of the LWO, he would prefer UV hold the title. Anyway, back to this lesson. Eddie was teaching Ray. Kidman got involved and accidentally hit Ray, gifting the win to Eddie. Yeah, and it's really badly done by Kidman as well. It was a forearm shot. You think about the amount of punishment Ray Mysterio takes in a match, and that kind of got the job done. Uh, there was a point in the segment where Scott Steiner versus Buff Bagwell poking fun at the St. Louis Cardinals and Mark McGuire. There was no match, no babyface got involved, and Big Papa Pump failed in his attempt to set a Cardinal jersey on fire. What a waste this was. He finally got the hat on fire, but at this point, the segment was over and done with. Uh, then we saw Norman Smiley beating up on Prince Iakea in a very, very short match, and then Van Hammer versus Barry Windham. Yes, uh, Ric Flair managed to find Barry Windham. Where was he hiding? In the middle of the ring, of course. Yeah, and here comes Flair now. Going to get him some of Barry Windham. And look at him chopping away. He said he would get hold of him. We saw in the promo video that WSW provided, and that the night shows that we've watched, that Windham turned his back and sided with Bischoff. So this does make sense. I can't believe I'm saying it. He sends Windham to the outside. Oh, and he's gone low. And Tony Schroeder said the only thing wrong with this picture is Flair... He's not got his hand on Bischoff. And that's going to happen on Sunday at Starcade. And we will bring you Starcade when it comes out December 27th. The actual date was released. Nailed it. 20 years ago on that day. On this day. And Flair's beating his shit out of Barry Windham. Taking the referee out for good measure. Please tell me that wasn't Charles Robinson. No, no he would never do that to Charles Robinson. <clears throat> Barry Windham begging off. Or lulling Ric Flair into full sense of security, kicking him in the midsection, but Flair's not having any of it. Throws Barry back in the corner, rips down his vest, and delivers a knife-edge chop. Oh, Ooh. and he goes low for the second time. And <laughs> knees him in the crutch as well. Well, the crowd thought he was going to go for the figure four, but in the end, just went for the old trusty knee to the bollocks. And now just ripping out the face. Flair has lost it here. Did he ever have it to begin with? Well, I think Bischoff has pushed him over the edge. And I tell you what, if those punches were connecting, that would look vicious. <laughs> oh, and a s- couple of straight rights to the knackers, <laughs> followed by a couple to the... Bischoff is going to get destroyed by Flair at Starcade. Oh, I wouldn't be so sure. Bischoff is a martial artist. He is a trained killer, James. Uh, Barry Windham can barely stand <laughs> after taking so much punishment to the balls. And this is basically what AJ Styles has received from Nakamura in their whole, whole um, rivalry. Oh, my God. And he's just about to shatter Barry Windham's dreams. But here comes Vincent. And Arn Anson there to stop it. The horsemen actually helping each other out. And look at the crowd going crazy for Arn Anson's involvement. Horsemen in the house. And here comes, oh, here comes the heavy hitters, Horace Hogan. And Big Brian Adams. Oh, but Malenko and Benoit from behind taking out these two guys before they could even get to the ring. And the crowd loving it as well. And the NWO black and white being beaten away by the Horsemen. And if this doesn't set up a match of Starcade, nothing will. And the Horsemen doing their job, just like the old days. And Levi Strauss are making a lot of money from this match with the amount of denim being worn. Well, Barry Windham finally getting away. The Horseman reigns supreme. I really like that angle there in segment. It made, for the first time in I don't know how many years, made the Horseman seem equal to the NWO. You know, we've seen all those times the Hills always get the one-upmanship. But, James, you are forgetting these four guys from the NWO are their B 
slash C squad. They are indeed. You can't. Yeah, I mean that. That's fair. Uh, all right, so after that, we have Booker T beating Jerry Flynn in quite easy fashion, and then Kenny Chaos versus Lex Luger. Yes, well, the injured rage cost partner Chaos his match with Lex Luger, like he would have won anyway, by demanding to know where they stand as a team. The only highlight of this segment was the fact that Rage was flying low with his T-shirt or underwear visible through the gap. Disco Inferno promised Conan that he would prove that he was a member of the Wolfpack after the next match. Disco, who was wearing a Wolfpack shirt, is insisting that Kevin Ashton invited him into the group. Neither Conan nor Luger are buying it thus far. And so we see the huge, huge slong going against Alex Wright. Yeah, the world's biggest cock going up against Alex Wright. So yes, we can see his huge penis here. And Conan cheating again. To get one over on Alex Wright. This is disgraceful. I can see his shovel. I can see his chair. And he, I tell you where he's put them. Down Alex's tra- Alex Wright's trunks to you hide fit, them. You can't fit anything more down there. But Alex Wright has tapped out to the Tequila Alex Sunrise. Alex Wright was dominating this match. Dominating this match. From start to finish. And, and Conan, the cheat that he is, not letting go of the submission. I don't know how many times... This is an absolute disgrace. He's nothing but a cheat. And Alex Wright, rightfully so, speak to the referee. And Alex Wright's not happy. I completely agree with Alex Wright here. Him and his penis have been robbed here tonight. That's it, Alex Wright. Take out on the stairs. Well, every time Alex Wright loses a match, his penis shrinks an inch. Yeah. So far, he's only got 16 inches. This is disgraceful. Now he's got the chair. He's beating up the invisible man. To be fair, the Invisible Man got involved a couple of times, so he deserves everything he gets here. Oh, yeah, go. Hit again in the head. Oh, he's moved to the ring apron now. That's it. Beat the shit out of the Invisible Man. Now, it's like looking at Conan going, I'm betting you. I'm betting you in every way. I don't know how this segment can get any better. Hey! And Y2J with a <laughs> sneak attack from behind, hitting Conan with his belt. Thank God for Jericho. With Jericho's personal security is there, and Jericho sends a message to Conan. You can't steal the belt from him. Jericho is still my WCW television champion, and what's Jericho going to do? Oh! A lion salt to the face of Conan. Had the title belt draped across it. Yes, well done, Chris Jericho. Brilliant. And now look, one, two... Free easy Jericho should be television champion. Alex Wright got screwed. Jericho should be television champion. Conan is a very lucky man. Jericho, my God, made a twisted still and sex appeal. I am a Jericho holic. Yes, it go on. Another belt shot. Just walk out your champion in my eyes, in everybody's eyes. Well done, Jericho. Well, Chris Jericho sending the message. He's not finished. Stomping away at Conan. Is it Conan? Try and sell it for a little bit, mate. Well, he's selling it a lot better than Buddy Murphy sells. Oh, come off it. You just sound silly now as Jericho walks away. My thoughts are, if Kevin Ash has invited Disco Inferno into the Wolfpack, then by all means, he should be a part of it. And Disco's not scared. He's going to invite any one of the NWO black and white to come out here, whether it will be Vincent, whether it will be Horace, whether it will be anybody. He doesn't care. He wants to prove that he's in the Wolfpack right now. So who's it going to be? 
I predict Disco winning this match easy, no matter against who. Like I said, he is a member of the Wolfpack. And as your point said, if Conan can be part of the Wolfpack, anybody can, you know? Oh, my God. Well, I don't think he was expecting this man. Oh, well, at least he can Disco dance. The giant is Disco dancing his way out. And I still think that Disco could win this match. Well, I don't know. The giant destroyed Paige. What was it two weeks ago? Choke slamming off that WCW that you see over there behind Big Show's giant shoulders. He is uh, not a very happy man at the moment. He's not been happy for life. <laughs> and here comes Disco, getting some big rights and lefts in and damaging the giant. Giant pushing away, but Disco's got never say die attitude. Disco getting pushed all the way out the ring to the outside. But he's not going to give up. He's Wolfpack. Wolfpack's in the house. Maybe uh, Disco can win a, a test of strength, maybe. No, go for the big leg. That's an idea. Takedown. Disco <clears throat> just got need right in the face. We'll say this month's been a lot of squash matches on WWE. It was a great Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio match, but we've seen Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio before, haven't we, you know? A few times, yes. Yeah, so, we, we, you know. Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio. It's not Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio until Dominic is on the line. <laughs> Well, at the moment, Disco will be looking for any help in this match. Maybe the Wolfpack will come down and give him a hand. The Wolfpack do watch each other's backs. Got a kick to the leg. Giant's in a little bit of trouble now. I like how Disco's gone to fetal position to be safe. Oh, my God. Well, he's certainly going fetal after the giant <laughs> headbutt to the nuts. That's like a was up. Disco dodges a clothesline. Shot to the face. Going for his Disco cutter. Oh, but the giant just powering out. Throwing Disco halfway across the ring. Uh-oh. The giant calling for it. Uh-oh. He's up. Oh, that's nice. Placed on top of the turnbuckle. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He must have been at least 10 foot in the air. At least 15 to 20 foot in the air. A super-duper giant choke slam. One, two, three. Disco is dead, ladies and gentlemen. The giant reigns supreme here. Very impressive by the big man. Aye, big man. And he's got poor DDP's recovering probably at the hospital. He's got to face this man at Starcade. So the giant's going to pull lots of things off Diamond Dallas Page at Starcade. So, by my count, so far on Nitro, we've had three calls of murder. Three calls of murder, yes, yes, yes. I know that's not comparing to crucifixion last, and hanging last from, month's yeah. crucifixion and hanging, but at least no one said that they was going to kill him. Yeah, they just did it. I mean, they just got on with it. And Diamond Dallas Page here is amongst the fans. So Paige is in the crowd and he says, Fathead, you might have put me down, but you're not putting me out because at Starcade you will feel the bang. So DDP there. So for a WCW event, right, I know they don't normally do a lot of build-up, but I know for sure at Starcade we're definitely getting the Giant versus DDP. We know that now. They've built it up. I know we're getting Eric Bischoff versus Ric Flair, minus the heart attack, and I know we're going to get Kevin Nash versus Goldberg. Is that enough to sell me at the grandest show of all? 
Well, of course, we've, we're going to have an undercard match, it seems like, either Rey Mysterio... Well, Rey Mysterio is going against Juventus Guerrero. Oh, sorry, yeah. Ray, and, and the Cruiserweight title on the line, we're getting Rey Mysterio versus Juventus and the winner faces Eddie Guerrero. You're right about that, Dan, sorry. Um, and maybe Chris Jericho versus Conan, but that's not been official potentially, yet. Potentially, yeah. Uh, Saturn versus the Cat, yeah, possibly. maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Raven, what's going to happen with him and... Uh, Canyon. Canyon. Yeah, Scott Hall is involved in the main event. We're just coming up now, but is Bam Bam Bigelow going to have a match with him? That may be making will a little bit Bam, sense. Will Bam Bam Bigelow get yeah. involved in the outcome of this match? Well, we, we'll see what happens. I don't know if it's enough build-up for me. I know we've got the free main event. I feel if it's a WrestleMania, we'd know kind of all the matches. I know maybe going back to WrestleMania this year, WrestleMania 14, maybe the light headweight title match we didn't know about or the Battle Royal, but apart from that, I think we knew basically everything. But I still think it's enough. It's got me excited for Starcade. I'm looking forward to seeing Kevin Nash versus Goldberg. But first, Michael Buffer is announcing that Scott Hall has got an opportunity against Goldberg. Is the title on the line? The title is not on the line. The streak is. But the streak is indeed. Is that more important than the title? For me, at the moment, I think it is. You know, I think Nash... Does want to be champion, but he would love the fact of beating Goldberg Street. For, of course, we will bring you Starcade WNR196, which will be WCW Starcade, and we'll give you a Nitro and a Raw afterwards and give you the points to who the winner for the year is, let alone the month as well. And the next episode will be the WNR194, and of course, that's WNR for December. We've got TLC coming up as well, and then of course, the Christmas episode and the year end predictions and the WNR awards. Indeed, yes. So, uh, still a lot to pay for between me and James. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, our, our year-end predictions might seem outrageous at the time of doing them, but I've completely forgotten all of mine. I'm sure James has forgotten all of his. So, it it should build up for a good, tight finish. Yes, and we'll bring you that after WSW Starcade, and then the new year we are going to bring... So many live things to you. But let's enjoy our last match on this episode here today. Goldberg versus Scott Hall. And Goldberg coming out here. And he's been featured heavily recently. But let's see if he can dominate here tonight and send a message to Nash and Bam Bam and to anybody who thinks he's an easy target. Do you think the Goldberg chance are being piped into the crowd? I don't know. I think the fans are really into Goldberg. You know, I, I did think that at first. But I could actually see him charting as well. Do you know what I mean? So... I think Goldberg is the most over person in WWE by a country mile at this moment in time. Nash, probably second, with people liked. Paige is up there as well. And Conan. Don't forget Conan. Co- Conan is quite well liked. He's good me. I would put him on a level of kind of New Age Outlaws if we were doing comparisons. Do you know what I mean? Conan is more over than he should be. And I think Jericho's not as over as he should be either. But then again, he's playing a heel, so he is, know, he's, he is, he's yeah. not expected to be over in that way. And Mysterio and X-Pac probably about the same level for me as well. But here comes Goldberg. Ready for action here. Fireworks complete and he's spitting fire. Can but you... unlike X-Pac, are we seeing Mysterio going against heavyweight champion? Well, this is the thing. We're not, are we? And this is WWE problems. But what I want to say about Goldberg, can you believe the streak is nearly coming to an end? You know, it's talking about Starcade. It's nearly finished. We've been watching it since the very beginning. My problem is WWE haven't laid out the streak as well. They didn't lay out the numbers. You know, we kind of knew 40 and 50, and then it kind of got silly, didn't it? And it went 100 and 120, 130. If not coming week in, week out, 
kept us up with the streak, and I think that's something they could have done, much like WWE did with Oscar. They let us know. I, th- I think you know. WWE kind of learned from w- WCW's mistake. Yeah. In that kind of thing, you know, you just look out in the crowd. There's so many Goldberg signs there. It is crazy. Yeah, and this is the thing. And he's over, and he's ready for this match against Scott Hall. Scott Hall's not part of the Wolfpack. He's not part of the NWA Black and White. But he seems to be involved right now with Bill Goldberg. And will we actually see a match finish? A main event match no, finish? I don't think so. We haven't seen one this... Will Bam Bam get involved? Will yeah. Kevin Nash get involved? I think Nash needs to get involved and face off Goldberg. Much like we saw last week. Obviously, Goldberg's got the power in this match really pushing Scott Hall away. And Scott's got the arm working it. But I think that's just frustrating Goldberg more than anything. Well, Goldberg turns it around. A couple of knees to the chest. And then... F you. Yeah, pure power there by Goldberg. Hall might helped a little bit, but he didn't need to. Goldberg is naturally strong. A big shoulder block by Goldberg. I'm just he... shouting in the face of Hall. Crowd on their feet, which means only one thing. Big Sex is making his way to the ring. Well, you see him saying to be the man, you got to beat the man earlier. And Nash going to look on at Scott Hall. And Goldberg just waving at Goldberg. Telling Goldberg to suck it. Well, Goldberg might rip him off and shove him down Nash's throat if he's not careful. Irish whip to Goldberg attempt. Well, Goldberg's going to need to have some eyes in the back of his head. With Nash being ringside. Scott Hall looking to slam Goldberg, but Goldberg easily reversing it. Slams him down and looks at Nash and says, that's going to be you at Starcade." Nash is not doing the right thing for me here. He's, he's kind of making it a little bit of joke. And I think he needs to be a little bit more serious. Scott Hall shot from behind. Well, again, you know, Nash is part of the biggest... Hill faction going in WCW yet uh, the biggest face faction going in WCW yet he's portraying a hill uh, that's why I don't understand they should have got rid of the black and white or dealt with that with horseman style before they got involved here Scott- oh Scott Hall with a nice fall away slam oh my god but Goldberg's up to his feet I don't think Hall realises perched in position he's going to run through Scott Hall oh beer well, Danny hit the spear. And what happens after you hit the spear? Kevin Nash pulls you out the ring and Bam Bam Bigelow attacks you from behind. What? No. Oh, Bam Bam. Beat up Goldberg. Nash getting out of here. And as we end here, Bam Bam putting the hurting on Goldberg. No, Goldberg reverses. Oh, hits him with a spear. And he manages to get the Mastodon up. Jackhammers. Boom. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Nitro just ends. Dan, what are your WCW Nitro this this past three episodes feeling frustrated feeling that urge that nothing is ever truly finished um quite annoyed you know some of the stories i wasn't really wasn't keen on the heart attack angle i think that is taken in really poor taste i know obviously you know they weren't to know what's going to happen in the future so you can kind of play it off as them being slightly ignorant it has got me... I, I want to watch Starcade. Yes. Yeah, me me too. I feel exactly the same. It, it built it up. I want to see Kevin Nash versus Goldberg. I want to see Bischoff get some retribution from uh, Flair. And like I say, I just want to see the event. They built up enough for me where I'm happy. You know, don't get me wrong. Raw, 
you know, it's good and that. But Nitro did enough for me to pique my interest. What? How did the ratings go this month, like uh, this this episode? Uh, the ratings for this episode, Raw got a four point seven, so it's a slight drop on last week, and Nitro got a four point Right. So fans, obviously, at the moment. Uh, I'm not happy with what's going on at Nitro. They're still there, of course, but obviously want a couple of things happening. Can they turn it around at Starcade? We'll be back there in a couple of weeks' time, of course. Uh, release it on the day the, the event actually took place. Our next episode, like I say, is WNR uh, December... 194. One, WNR 194 December. WNR 194 WNR Review for December. But that is it for today. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at WNetReview or at Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at J underscore Rollins. We're across all the Google platforms. platforms. We're across all the Google platforms. WNetReview on Google Plus. Send us an email at podcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. Come and find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network Review podcast. And come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, WNetReview Podcast. We've got clips on podcast at the same time on YouTube there are places like SoundCloud on your phone we're also on Speaker Radio we've got live shows coming in January Stitch Radio and iTunes but you can download subscribe rate and review there but that is it I have been James Rollins and as always I was joined by Dan White thanks for listening everybody and bye bye <laughs>